all know what bye week is like. It sucks, right? There's nothing to talk about. Everyone's looking for content. Everyone's looking to find something to, to, to watch about the Bears if you're in love with them like we are. You know, so it's uh, this last Monday on the Barroom Network, Bears Country Podcast, broadcast from here and from their network. And we had Nomad on, who was the original host of Bar of Bears Country Podcast. And he had a great time with myself, and I had a great time with him. And we started talking about uh, the the show was supposed to be about the Bears current players A grades A through F and then moving on into Bears free agency and then current free agency and then the draft. And then we just talked for so long that we had to continue this on last call at Hallis Hall. So tonight we have Nomad and we have Cliff Victoria coming back because he does have some pretty good stuff to say. So Kitty Let's kick this shit off. Bears, 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 country podcast. I thought it would be a good like thing to do having Nomad back on. I meant to do it for the last show and Cliff. That that opener is the first opener that I made for Bears Country Podcast, and Nomad and I, when when I was first doing it, Nomad was on the show, and I thought it would be fitting to have that opener. I I fucked up last week and didn't do it on on the, on the barroom, but I thought it'd be fun to have that original opener, just to kind of like say welcome back, Nomad, and of course Cliff. Thank you guys for joining us, Nomad. How you feeling tonight? Thanks for coming back. It's this is your second and last call at Hallis Hall. Like we're gonna get into some shit. And I just want to know how you're feeling tonight, buddy. Before we get into any of this football stuff, first of all, uh give Atari their goddamn uh software back for that goddamn opening. That was no good. <laughs> but uh yeah, seriously, man. I this is you know, for some people, you know how some people some people would pay big money to to be at the football game. And, you know, you know, I, I respect that, but I would pay good money to be behind the scenes and know what's going on in this time of the year, like at right. practice and, you know, things are stuff that's developing. This stuff is right. too intriguing to me. So to me, there's no off season. You know, this is this stuff is good all year round, in my opinion. And I aim to put that out there for everybody so people will have something to talk about through the uh, off season. Mm hmm. You know, it's it's good to see good to see the old guard back here. And you know, I had a chuckle again when you put that circle bear up there. That's the, you know, it's the stupidest looking bear. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, the the modern one is uh, much more ferocious. You know, this one is just like, <laughs> Kitty, Kitty, wait, you got to show the difference. Wait, show the uh, the the current logo like uh, overlay that we have. As opposed to, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's got, he's got that, he's got that Bill Gates first software shit, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Literally, I make circuit board. You can take it down, Kitty. I make, I make circuit boards for a living. I made that on a circuit board software. So, 
<laughs> kudos to me for at least trying, right? It took it took a little bit of Aldo's help to uh, make that a little bit more creative, you know. So thank you. Well, it was fun to see. It brought back memories. Yeah, it's like nostalgic, right? Sure, sure. So uh, last on on Monday on the Barb Network uh, here at Bears Country Podcast, we wanted to have a robust conversation about the the Bears' current situation and grade the players from A to F. And then we wanted to move on from there into the Bears' current free agency and then into the NFL free agency. And then from there, any draft possibilities that we have that was, you know, going on from players that had announced announced that they were coming out. So we talked for so long that we never got into anything past the A to F grades. So tonight is kind of like the part two of that. So we can kind of get, uh, dive a little bit deeper into – we want to talk about the Bears free agents on the team. Based on the grades that we have, who should we keep or let go based on the current free agents on the Bears? And then move into the NFL free agency and see who might be something that we could – because we all know the order goes in that direction. So – we go from where we're at to the next free agency and then kind of into the draft. And it's great to talk to you guys. Let's get around the horn and kind of see what you guys think. Uh, let's start with you on that. We'll go with you first, Nomad. Well, I think um, I think there's some, some guys on the team that uh, we haven't gotten a good look at that will make this team, I think, there's going to be some guys on this team that we have gotten a great look at that will not be on this team next year. They've given been given a full, every full opportunity to show what they have, especially on the defensive line. There's right. going to be some guys like Travis Gibson, unless they have a plan. And I did hear Eberflus uh, at his presser, I think it was yesterday, say that uh, he wanted to try to put some guys at some different spots to see how they do there. And that's the first name that came to my head was Travis Gibson. Maybe they slide him to the inside and give him a look in there at three tech or something like that. And just, just to see what he can do, because I think that's the only way he's making his team next year, because at the DN spot, I think he has totally topped off. So stuff like that, you know, it's going to be some guys on this team. It just, we just don't need them, man. We can, we can do better in free agency and waiver. I mean, we can do a lot better than some of these guys on this team. And We're before we get to you, Cliff, I just want to say that I, I'm looking at my notes on Travis Gibson and like, or Gibson, I should say. And they're, uh, let's see, uh, Travis Gibson, you had a, you, you gave him a D. Uh, and uh, I think I gave him a, a C minus. So yeah, they're, we're, we're close on that. Cliff, go ahead. Like, what do you think about Travis Gibson and, what, where do we go moving forward with him as a free agent on the on the Bears? We're on the same he's not, page. Actually, as, he's not a free agent, is he? Sorry, go ahead. All right, we're on the same page as far as grades for Travis Gibson. You know, you don't hear his name called in the games. And for a defensive lineman, if you're not hearing his name called, it means he's not doing all that much. Right. So, yeah. And now we're at the time of year where everybody knows we're not going 11 and 6. So, what we need to do now is just play the rookies, 
play the guys who haven't been able to play, maybe even get some practice squad guys so that we can see what the Bears have because they're going to have to make some tough decisions. Right. Nomad, I mean, there's a lot of free agents coming up on this team that we have to look into here to see who is worth keeping and replacing. And when we get into that, is a Travis Gibson someone that you're you're thinking that's going to be on the roster next year? No, I don't. I don't. There's no way. I don't. I, unless, unless, by the grace of God, they slide him in the uh, inside the three tech, and he just just starts tearing it up. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, anybody can tell me or show me something that he's done this year at defensive end that warrants keeping him at that position moving forward, man, no. We can get we can improve at that spot. We can get pressure from that spot. We just have to get a better football player at DN. I don't think he's a DN anymore. Not in this system. It's so odd because that's what he was coming out of college, and he seems to have played better in the three four, right, Cliff? I think that uh, we have to see if he's strong enough to bull rush uh, the offensive guards. You know, see if he can do that better than try to get around the tackles. Uh, You know, I mean, Tevin Jenkins, you know, he found his spot now by switching. So will Travis Gibson do it? We don't know. We just got to try him at positions to see if he's going to stick around or if he's going to be a backup or what's going to happen in his future. You know what, man? Travis Gibson, he's picked up a lot of good muscle since he's been here. He, He came to us about. I don't know, 265, 270-ish or somewhere in that neighborhood. And I've seen him slowly put on good, good muscle. I mean, good muscle. It's, there's really Long no fat on the guy. And what I think he's doing is his body's maturing out of the defensive end position in a 3-4 defense. Can he play that in a 4-3 defense? He's shown he can. 4-3, I just don't see it anymore. Only way he makes it on this team is on the inside, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good point. You know, as as people get older, their bodies change. You know, and these guys are right at that point in their lives. You know, twenty five, you're still a kid. Twenty seven, twenty eight, you suddenly your body suddenly decides it's an adult and puts on the pounds. Oh, when yeah. would you? This is a good. This is a, a very good question because I often ponder this. When did you guys feel that you became a man? At what age? Well, you 30, besides that. 32. About I, 20, for me, 20, I think it was uh, right around right. Ah, uh, for me, it was right around 25 because up until that point, I had been fast cars, partying, fast women, you know, the whole deal. And then uh, I met my future wife around then, and, you know, it, it settled me down a bit. I, I enjoyed being with her, and I had to change my lifestyle. I, I don't feel like I became a man until my father passed, and I was 35. And when when he was gone, and all the you know, you know what I'm talking about like all the questions that you have for your father growing up that you, my dad was a do it all guy. He he was he could do anything, and uh, if if whatever it was, if it was installing a you know a two a two forty volt you know, amp circuit in my house, he would come and do it. You know, if it was tiling a backsplash or tiling the entire house, like he was the guy. And when he 
was gone, that's when I became a man. And, you know, there's, it, it's different for everybody. So for me, it was like 35. So when you're talking about these, I mean, God, we're all getting into the point where these are like children now, right? They could be our kids playing in the NFL. And we're trying to like go back in time, basically, in a way to like figure out what their mind frame is in today's world. You know, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to do. And I, I bet our parents felt the same if they were thinking the same thing. But I'm sorry to go on a little off rant about that. But you're talking about you're talking about we're talking about physical and emotional maturity. Exactly. Physically, when I physically matured, I was probably ooh about 23, 24. Right. And you know, right about that that right about that time is when you start packing on your your grown man weight, and that's right. probably probably right about where Travis Gibson is. Yeah, I was, I was I was 140. Now I'm 185. You know, so it was the same thing. I was super skinny as a kid, and then you hit those mid 20s, mid to late 20s, and then uh, you know people were asking me, "Are you working out?" <laughs> no, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> How tall are you, Cliff? Six feet. Yeah, and 185. Damn, good for yep. you, bro. Thanks. Well, after my uh, keto diet, I was down to 180. But my body didn't like 180. My body likes 185, so we're happy together. I hear you, man. Your body tells you. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So what do we uh, – what's the next uh, – what are we talking about here? Uh, we kind of lost You got track. some players? Yeah, you got some more players to grade? No. So we were talking about the grades of the players last week, and based on that. So I do have some – let's kind of dive into um, – the Bears free agency. That's what I want to do right now. Um, let me pull this up right now because I forgot to uh, do this when I had to reset my computer. All right, so Kitty, you can pull that away. Pull it, pull away the Nomad Kitty. There you go. So these are the Bears uh, free agents that are on the team right now. So, kind of based on some of the grades that we had, Nomad, we talked about wide receiver last week, or not, I shouldn't say last week, Monday night. And our wide receiver grades were uh, EQ was a B, uh, Dante Pettis was a C, plus, uh, Dave uh, Mooney was a B minus for you. I just kind of want to know, like, what do you think here on this list? Since you gave him a, you gave uh, Dante Pettis a C plus, and so did I. And Cliff, you didn't put your notes into this, but I know that you have your own, you know, your own thoughts on Dante Pettis. Let's just start with you know, actually. But before we get going, I'll say I agree with Steve. I see a lot of shitty players. Yeah, (laughs) me too. And I, I meant to start with the bottom wide receiver on this list, which would. Not meaning like in stats order, but he he's the least paid. So EQ, guys, like let let's just go kind of around the horn, like keep or leave. You talking uh, about EQ? Go Rose ahead. or Thorn? Oh, how about this? Uh, Kitty Kitty likes to say Rose or Thorn. So is EQ a Rose or a Thorn? Go go, Cliff. Uh, you know, I would say EQ is more of a Rose. But it's a bench rose. It's not a starting rose. 
I would I, agree. I think, and I'm just, I'm going to get a little bit long-winded, not much, but EQ is doing more for this team than meets the eye. And some of the things that, that he's able to do haven't, haven't really necessarily been featured so far until Mooney got hurt. And I said this in the last pod, he's been able to put on display. You didn't see his speed before uh, last, I mean, last game they played. You didn't see it. It wasn't there. It wasn't apparent. He wasn't getting separation on anybody. But all of a sudden, with Mooney going down, he knew that I'm probably Justin's next favorite target. And he got to put on display what he can do. And so I think I definitely think that they're going to keep him and give him another contract. No doubt about it. I have no problem with that. You know, I I I would be much more likely to uh, say goodbye to Pringle and even Pettis than EQ. Well, well, as far as Pringle goes, man, we haven't. He, he you got to take it easy on him because he hasn't had the opportunities like some of these other receivers. He just hasn't. And and if he gets in this in these last few games and gets those opportunities and does not produce, then I'll take my hat off to you guys for, for that. But right now, I just I can't I can't touch that until I see more of him. Sure, nothing, yeah, nothing th- wrong with that. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, I think that um, so Byron Pringle, I gave him a D, you gave him a C, Nomad, and I agree. I mean, he he has a contract; he's going to be here next year. Uh, as we get into this, we're going to find out that Nikhil Harry is up for contract. Uh, Dante Pettis is so so is EQ so. Of all these four receivers, I think that the the ones that I would want to keep are, besides obviously Byron because he's going to come back next year. I want to see more out of Nikhil Harry, and I definitely think that EQ has a fit in this offense, and he's proven it as the season has progressed. When Justin needed someone, and who was the first person he went to in that game last week was you know. It, it's like they schemed the game for EQ with Justin. So I'm happy with, with EQ returning and Nikhil Harry. And let's see what happens with Byron Pringle. Let's bring him in training camp and see what happens, right? Because I'm, I'm sure they can let him go if they draft someone. And we can get into that a little bit more later. But as we go on these four, who do you who do you keep? Who do you who do you leave? Joe Cliff. Let's see uh, what kind of offers come in for the players from other teams. You know, if some other team wants to overpay for them, you know, just let them go. That answers that question. Now, if all four Mm -hmm. of them are still available, you know, I don't have – all right, I used to watch Nikhil Harry when he was on uh, New England. And when they throw him the ball, he made plays. So I I do want to see a little bit more from him to find out if he just occasionally makes plays or if he can do it consistently. Dante Pettis, I sort of feel that he is somewhat like the receivers the Bears had last year, you know, and let most of them go. You know, I mean, he's okay, but he's not anything really special. Uh, Pringle, like Nomad saying, we haven't seen that much from him. He's been hurt. So I don't mind seeing more from him to see where he's at. And EQ, it seems that Eberflus seems to like him, so he's probably going to be around. Mm Mm-hmm. I would have to agree with that. Yes. All right. So as we get into the, so that's wide receiver. 
tight end Ryan Griffin. I mean, keep or leave. Ryan Griffin. Uh, yeah. You could, you could, he could take it. I'd take him or leave him. It's he's a yeah. big target. He's he's probably like thirty four years old or somewhere in that neighborhood. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. He, he's a little older. Yeah. You, the question is, do you want to get younger, or do you want to keep that spot for a veteran? And if you prefer to keep that spot for a veteran, then there's a reason to keep him on the roster. But if you want to get younger and give some young gun coming in out of a out of the draft, some uh, UDFA something. I mean, you can find a reason to say, I, you know what? See, I appreciate you, uh, Griffin, but we're going to get a little bit younger then. And our, our, our only person in chat, Steve S., says, uh, leave him. Or says, bye. <laughs> See you later. Uh, they shouldn't say goodbye because he's going to miss uh, the 2023 roster of the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Yeah. So, Riley Reef. I mean, I. Too much money. He's too old, too, right? He's had, so he has he has to be replaced. So let's look at that. So right tackle is a position that they're going to have to go looking at, right? Is that going to be, in your opinion, free agency or draft? And I kind of want to take some notes of that. Well, I, I, think, I think it's either going to be uh, free agency or if Alex Leatherwood, you know, I would play Alex Leatherwood all four of the next game to see exactly what he is, to see, because he's looking better than he did last year, but let's see what he looks like if he's playing entire games. So mm -hmm. play him and see if you got a free first-round draft pick that can turn into a serviceable player. Because if he mm -hmm. is, you don't have to spend any money or a draft pick. If he's and not, for, oh, go ahead. No, no, just I'm just saying, like, from things I've heard, he's playing the rest of the season as much as he can. And he should be, yes. Yeah. And, and if he's not the answer, then you have to go out, you know, either free agency or the draft. But as far as taking a right tackle, I think free agency is the way to go because a draft pick, you're going to use a first or at the very least a second to, to get a good one. Uh, what did you think of Leatherwood in that game, the limited stamps that he had, Cliff? Because we had our grade on him, and uh, um, I can, I'll find them while you talk, but we have our own grade on him. Go ahead. I'd, I'd, I'd give him somewhere in the Bs, you know, either a B or a B minus or something. Uh, he wasn't really getting beaten too badly. Uh, he did. He was leaning forward on a couple of plays, which didn't look good, not keeping his body straight. But he looked a heck of a lot better than he did on the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So the coaching must be helping. What do you think, Nomad? Do you think he's looking better? We're still talking about Leatherwood? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's uh, – I always, I always look at it from the coach's uh, point of view. And first thing you want to do is gauge if he's confident in his movements out there. When he's, mm -hmm. when he's engaging in the block, is he confident in what he's been being taught? And, and he looked pretty confident to me. I, I know the play you're talking about, uh, Cliff, where he kind of overextended and bent forward. Mm -hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. You can – you could. You can nitpick and call that out, which I'm sure the coach did, because it's it's a fact. You can't, you gotta you gotta be sitting in a chair. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the little sample size I got, but more than anything, it's 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 Riley Reef. As long as we know he's not the long term answer, we know that. Right. 
you got a bunch of you got a few a couple younger guys and so long as riley reef is there there he's taking reps away from guys that really need him so you so got th- some things i think we can all, we can all agree that right tackle is a position of need right Absolutely. unless leatherwood is able to play it but otherwise definitely right unless i mean we could see a lot from leatherwood in this these next few games mm-hmm. and uh, just to go back to what Nomad and I gave Leatherwood, uh, he gave him a B minus. I gave him an A minus, and I know I'm I'm a fucking homer, so excuse me for that. But <laughs> just the amount of time that he he had in that game against the Packers impressed me, and my the homer in me says I'm, I gave him an A minus. I mean, he could have done horribly. You know, we could everyone could have been sitting here bitching about Alex Leatherwood after that game because. Whatever he was in, he gave up a sack or he gave up a pressure or, uh, you know, and nobody talked about him. In fact, I never even knew that he played in the game watching it in real time until, of course, I heard it all over the Twitter and the world's news. And I was like, holy shit. And I came back. And I was like, wow, did the tape study on him? He played really well. In fact, I do have a couple of clips we can look at later uh, just to prove that. And. I mean, that's why I gave my homer A minus. Let me so, um, can I give you a little another way of looking at all this? Can't just really quick. He, he, you know, we think we know what we're talking about as far as what the Bears probably need. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. It's when I think I think they think they're on to something with Alex Leatherwood at right tackle. Why? Because even if you thought. Okay, I think we might have something with him, but I want to wait. You probably want to wait until the offseason. You probably wouldn't want to throw him in a game with your starting franchise quarterback and take a chance with him if you didn't think he had something. You know, I think they think they have something in Alex Leatherwood at the right tackle. I really think they think they have something. I think that their belief in their coaching staff is pointing in that direction, right, because they're seeing the results from – practice enough to put him in there in the game like that against the Packers and he performs. They're a, they're a, Bears are a big practice team. You know, they, they put a lot of uh, uh, weight into how good somebody practices. So he must be doing okay in practice for them to throw him in. And again, uh, you know, I, I hadn't heard that they were going to be playing him for the next four games, but that makes me happy because four games should give us a definite idea. Okay, so we agree that we need a right tackle. Okay. Uh, let's we, we we're kind of looking at the wide receiver and we agreed that we need uh, wide receivers, right? So we need we're gonna keep. Let's just go back to these four wide receivers. How many of these four do you keep? I forgot to get, write that down. Sorry. You said uh, EQ. Yeah, I, I keep two or three in my opinion. I, I'd let at least one of them go. To be replaced by uh, a draft pick. I agree. For me, I'm keeping Harry and and Brown. So, moving down to um, the safety. I mean, obviously, I mean we're keeping DHC, right? I sure hope so. <laughs> come, come on, Nomad. Come on, we're keeping DHC, right? DHC needs a raise. Yeah, it was shit. Okay, moving on. 
I don't know where Bobby Massey came from at right tackle, but um, I was wondering that. I got this from what is this? Spot track. <laughs> Fucking Bobby Massey's on there. Okay, so David Montgomery. Oh boy, here we go. All right. All right, I'm ready. You who wants to go first? I, I will raise my hand for this one. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna unless you if you didn't watch the last show that I was on, this won't sound redundant to you, but uh David Montgomery. See, the thing is, we have to take you have to take your fanboy hat off for just a minute and really evaluate what we're getting and what the coaches might be thinking. He's not the guy that they drafted. They like the guy. They respect the guy. They know he's he's tough and you got to take your hat off to him. But at the same time, they're looking around the league and they probably want more explosion from the running back position. They think that they can probably upgrade. That's the that's the whole that's the key word right there. Can we upgrade at that position? If you say anything other than yes, then you're probably being a fan for. We can upgrade at the running back position with David Montgomery. And as much as I like him, I would like to see somebody else come in. Cliff Roser Thorne. I like David Montgomery. I'm a big fan of his. However, like Nomad is saying. I see at least two and maybe more running backs out there that the Bears could acquire for two or three million more than they'd have to pay Montgomery. Don't do it, Cliff. Don't do it, Cliff. Save it for when we do the free agents. I know where you're going. Yeah, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait to name the people, but uh, there are other age, the other uh, running backs out there. Correct. I'm going to so now we're kind of doing a rose or thorn, which means keep or let go, right? And uh, I'm going to say thorn. So we have three thorns there. Yes, that's pretty thorny. I mean, I I I, I can't go on enough about David Montgomery. I've 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 already have go back and watch the other podcasts. It'll help the views. I mean, I love DM. He is. The moment moment that I saw him do the Walter Payton little sidestep cut for a touchdown when I was scouting him, I I fell in love with him. And I've loved him all the way through this year until now. But I I realize he's not a fit for this offense. And uh, when it comes to running backs, you're obviously going to be able to get somebody in the draft in a later round that's going to be as good or better than him for this offense. And that just kind of proves that he's a thorn. So thank you, Steve S., so, okay, so now we know that we're moving up. We're going to draft a running back, okay? Or so sign let's one. Go, or sign one, but probably draft one. So let's get on to uh, the <laughs> – let's get on to Nathan Peterman, the quarterback, Roser Thorne. Come on, guys. Let's get to Nathan Peterman. I, I think that Nathan Peterman is a seed because we haven't seen – anything from him all, all you got is his past on other teams you know who knows what he's like <laughs> i'm not even gonna write that down that's just never mind let's move on to uh nicholas morrow what do you i mean he's 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 played well right for his three million dollar contract is he a rose or a thorn do you keep him or do you leave him you definitely keep you keeping morrow However, mm-hmm. here's the key word I'm going to keep using all night, or the key couple of words. Can we improve? 
we can improve at his position. Right. So is right. he worth keeping? Hell yeah. He he's put on he's put on some good tape out there. He's a good he's a good linebacker. Is he maybe a backup Mike linebacker? I mean uh Will linebacker? Probably. He could probably improve at that position, no question about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. At the Perfect. moment he's at the moment he's a rose to me, but if you look at the guy directly underneath that we'll be getting to next, he's better than Adams. So you know, I mean, I'll give Moro the rose, and I would much rather keep him than keep Adam. And when we're talking about roses and thorns, we're talking about a player that you want to, that you say, just get rid of after this year, and a player that you would like to re-sign to come back in a training camp and see what happens. Because a lot of these players are one-year contracts. So we're just trying to kind of go through the evaluation of what do you think of a lot of these one-term, these one-year contracts. And from there, are they a part of the team? And this kind of helps us to evaluate where we go in the draft, right? So uh, we can agree that Nicholas Morrow is a rose, right, because he is helping the team and he's someone you can bring back on maybe another one-year contract. But it's something that you might want to draft, which is a linebacker. Right. Right, Right. but I – you may want to keep Moro on the team and draft the linebacker. That's what I'm saying. You you re-sign them, but then you also draft a linebacker to replace him to see what happens. That's exactly right? what I think. No doubt about mm-hmm. it. You keep them and you draft and see if you can improve. And you just all you want is a bunch of pushing and shoving and competition at those positions. And you know, just having them there, he's gonna set the tone, he's gonna set the standard. Let's see if somebody can surpass him. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure, and, and I don't think he's the weakest linebacker of the three right now. Absolutely not. I mean, they play a lot of two-down linebacker sets, so he it's just him and uh, Sanborn out Sanborn. there. Yeah. I mean, how many times can you remember seeing Matthew Adams? <laughs> you know, he so he doesn't get a lot of tick unless somebody's hurt or, you know, this which, when they're playing against a run-heavy offense. Matthew Adams, and if you look, really look at his tape, man, Matthew Adams plays his ass off. Well, which kind of it, it brings us to Matthew Adams. So, Nomad, what do you think? Rose or Thorn? Do you keep him or leave him? If, if for no other reason than special teams, damn right. You you can't you can't. That dude is a he's a wrecking ball, man. I mean, that dude is he's worth his weight in gold. When you when you're looking at it, I got my coach's hat on, y'all. I'm trying. I'm I'm coming from that perspective. When you when the coaches are looking, do we lose you? Um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, now gonna, we can. They're gonna find a spot for Matthew Adams because just just the physical nature he plays with, and it, it just sets a tone for your team. Mm-hmm. Now I'm hoping, you know, I I mean I agree they need more than three linebackers on the team. Uh, I'm just hoping that they can find at least one or two linebackers either in free agency or the draft where it gives them some uh, alternatives. So maybe the, maybe Adams ends up more on the bench as a rotational player. Right, because when you're talking about this kind of guy, you're talking about, well, yeah, he's a rose as in a player that you want to keep on the team because he's an asset for other aspects of the team. But you're still going to draft someone to replace him, right, hopefully moving forward. So I'm, I'm going to say the same thing, rose, but, again, replaceable, which means we could draft a linebacker. We're kind of, You see where I'm going? Sorry, it took me, it took me a second. So, yeah. I think we're all pretty much agreed on that. Yeah, yeah. So now we're getting into 
to Joe Thomas territory. I mean, does anybody even? I mean, it's kind of like the same thing. It's admirable. He's almost yeah. He's admirable, but at this point, he's more of a rose than a thorn, right? Because if he comes back and knows the system, at least he'll have an up. He'll have something over the rookies or whoever they sign. It it might make him stick on the team, right? So, guys, so uh, go, go ahead. We're going through we're going through a whole bunch of backup players here. You know, rotational, I know. Just, special teams. Exactly. For for where but, he from where for where he came from, they kind of got him at the last minute, and, and kind of threw him in there. And the guys, he's probably not going to make the team. They're going to get more talent at the linebacker position. But just just me tipping my hat to the guy, man. The guy's been admirable out there, and I appreciate what he brought to the team this year so far. He's also been around for more than one regime, if I'm correct, right? Joe Thomas was on the team last year, and I think the year before that. J-Rock mentions he's 31 as well, so that figures in too. Yeah, but he's a special teams contributor, so you can always kind of count those guys in. I don't even have to say about him. It's just God, a, Steve is absolutely right. He is a bunch of this is a bunch of replacement guys out here. You're damn right. Okay, so we can agree that Dakota Dozier is, yeah, the revolving door is gone. Patrick Scales, Scale, you, guys, you, pass, you pass Scales. Scales is good. Just keep him. He's a rose. <laughs> right. Okay, Patrick Scales, rose. So why I want to ask you guys, why is this so fucking hard? To have a a long snapper that is somebody else on the team that plays a different position is it is it because of the injury factor? Hell, I don't know. I know about as much about I know as much about a long snapper as I do feminine hygiene. I don't know shit. <laughs> it must just be hard to snap a football accurately for a, a distance like that through your legs. But I mean, is it so irreplaceable that you have to have it a, a specified player on the team that cannot get injured? So he can only play the limited amount of snaps that he plays. Because why can't why can't the uh, where is okay? So we have a baseball player in the major league that is a pitcher that can hit home runs like Babe Ruth, right? Where is the uh, long snapper slash or I should say set, uh, center slash long snapper that? Uh, adds the value to the team at you know for another position that they can add. It's just you weird. Mean to me. You mean the designated hitter in baseball? Exactly. Like, why is there only a long snapper on everyone's team? He doesn't do anything else but fucking long snap. I mean, Patrick Manley has a career in like Chicago sports broadcasting as a fucking long snapper, people. Like Man, can it people, not be a two-part position? People, people that play play football, we don't know Say anything it, about. We don't know anything about the kickers and the kicking game. They're on a completely different field than us. We don't even know what they do. <laughs> Shit. Well, I, I know oh, from shit. watching other teams that have problems with their long snappers. Really bad things happen if you don't have a good long snapper. But listen, listen. Let's just say you drafted a prospect who. Could, who was a center who could snap, you know, and also long snap, and then he got injured. Well, then what would happen? 
you're going to go and look for the grocery shop bagger on the, you know, at, at Kroger or, you know, Jewel or wherever the fuck you live and go pick him up to be your long snapper for that game. And you're going to be just fine. So uh, my, it's just, just, my question is, why is it so important to have a special position designated just for long snappers? Man, I saw I saw long snappers on sale at, at Walmart for like exactly. $19.99. Exactly. Exactly. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, Shorty. I think you may be underestimating the value of the ball going where you want it to go rather than over the uh, holder's head and downfield for 30 yards. But if, if, if there's an injury, let's say you're down to your third quarterback and now you're going to play your running back at quarterback, you're going to figure it out, right? And there's all sorts of people that are just sitting around waiting that have talent to come into the NFL at every position, especially long snapper. So why wouldn't it just be so obvious to – and I know we're going on a side note rant, but what the fuck? There's a position designated to a long snapper. Why can't you just make that your center? Like find a center that can snap to be a long snapper, and then if something happens to them via injury, go scrap heap and find someone that can. It can't be that difficult. Is there really only that many people that can fucking long snap the ball? What's funny? What's funny about it is in college, our our starting tight end was our long snap, and, and thank you. Never and he never practiced it until like after practice. He'd ask a couple of guys. I if I was riding with him, which I rode with him a lot, he'd say, "Hey, hey, you know, stay back with me. Let me let me uh, snap you a few balls." And and that was it. He'd be out there for about another half hour, forty five minutes. He'd be snapping, trying different stuff, and that's it. That's about all it was to it, and and he ended up being a starting uh, long snapper for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles for about hell. You had about about a thirteen year career. Mm-hmm. No, no, man. Are, are uh, in the pre production? Are you wearing um, uh, earbuds? No. Are you wearing? No, you're just talking into a computer. Yeah. What, what happened? Okay. Well, I thought maybe you had earbuds on that were like dangling and like brushing on your your sweater or something your your uh you probably you probably just heard me open up a, 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 a another corona and that damn top hit the floor and made, a, made a <laughs> you don't hear it now do you no i seem to be hearing just like a little flutter in the back anyway go on moving on um so the next free agent is uh javin white or yeah javin white i think we're we can just assume that he's replaceable Let's get to uh, Michael Schofield. Keep or leave? Keep. At the moment, at the moment, keep. But he's 32. He's not part of the long-term future. So if they keep improving, he's he's good for now. But I don't Mm -hmm. see him being on the Bears in two years. So he's a he's a rose, right? But again, we can kind of put this as a rose as. We're going to be looking for a guard in the draft, right? Well, yes, definitely. I, I don't well, know. Or I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think. Um, I think. Oh, go ahead, Nomad. No, go ahead, Cliff. I was just going to say, I think it would be more of a free agency move if the Bears go for a guard. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I, I I mean to put these lists into free agency or guard or, or draft. I, I apologize. Um, yes. So. Guard is a position of need, right? We I don't agree. know about that. I'm not sure about that. I think we have. I think we have guys that can play guard. 
You know, I think it's I think it's a couple of guys like somebody like a Michael Schofield, which, uh, you know, he he performed horribly at right guard, horribly. But you put him at left guard, which is where he this is probably his preferred position. He performed his ass off over there. Uh-huh. And so to me, him performing at that at that spot probably decreased the team's need to actually go and and be like what you guys might be thinking, maybe be looking for another one because like he's saying in that, Tyree Carter needs a good look at yep. it. And so yeah, we I, talked I, a lot about him, didn't we? Yeah. Sorry, I, I over talked to you, but you and I talked a lot about Jatire Carter, didn't we? We 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 fell in love with him in training camp, didn't we, Nomad? Oh yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit too much. Physically, he physically he fits the bill. And and if you if anybody that I'm looking at uh who is that Dion Buford there? Dion, do yourself a favor and go check him out in that uh I think it was a senior bowl or one of those shrine games or something. Mm-hmm. They had the practices they got on tape. They had the uh, actual game on tape. Man, he was locked down mm-hmm. at left guard. Locked mm-hmm. down. And so I think he's come on this level and had he's probably had to adjust to the speed and power of the game. And prob- I seen when they put him out there in preseason, he was a little jumpy. And, uh, and with coaches like this, they are really, really keen on making sure you're not having mental errors. These are these are old school coaches, and mm-hmm. they will they will stop you from playing in the game if your practices suck. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way they are. I, I I play for coaches like that, and so I know how all the magic happens in practice with coaches like this. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think of um? The, I mean, the fact that we're going to be losing um, probably some offensive guard help here in the offseason, like, do you, obviously, do you think that someone like Jatari Carter is something that they're looking forward to in the future and then maybe they have an eye on that's going to, like, be able to take that position, like, for real and maybe it's not a position of need? Did, did you notice – I? If you notice all season he hasn't hit the he hasn't hit the practice squad. Right. What that means is they're not gonna take a chance to put him on the practice squad and be uh scooped up by you know some other team. They got plans for him, they'll keep him on the active roster and work with him that way. Mm-hmm. And right. so maybe the whole plan was all year was to maybe wait until the end of the year, work him and build him, and maybe put him out there late in the season just to see what we got, or maybe just keep him and work on him the whole season and off season and then bring them back out in the, uh in in the summer similar to my, what what they've done with uh uh with leatherwood right but he had a, he had like the built-in experience where they were able right. to actually like, put him out here now and like give him a little more time in the season sorry exactly. cliff go ahead exactly i think that cody whitehair is gone either at the end of this season or next season at the latest uh, they save about six million if they let him go this year, and next year will be even better. Uh, so, because of his getting older and because he's average, you know, at, at best, uh, and because of the money he makes, I think that he's got a limited time in Chicago. So they obviously have to be looking for uh, replacements for him. Maybe Jatire, 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 or you know, thanks. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jatire or. Uh, you know, someone else, draft or free agent. 
So Dieter Eiselin. So you guys, like you guys, see, said, I'd like to see him guys, play. Yeah, I, I would too. I think so. I'm sorry, no man. I, I think someone had something to say. Maybe it was you about uh, the school that Dieter Eiselin went to. So it proves of you know his his scholarship as far as learning the position. Uh, as as opposed to something I said, I think was that what you know Must Mustafer was he, he had the brains to play center, and somebody I think commented in the comments that I, uh, Dieter went to a uh, a more scholarship school that he, he basically proves he's smarter, so he should be able to pick it up just as well, or if not better. And I don't mean to interrupt anyone, but because I want to go around the horn, I'm last, but. What do you guys think of Dieter Eichelin based on that information I just put out there? Go ahead, no man. All right, because I got a, I got another way of looking at Dieter Eichelin. I, I keep trying to tell people all the time, center is a more, more of a cerebral position than people give it credit. And um, also, the things that I've noticed when he was out there playing at center, whether it was, excuse me, I think it was preseason. And the center quarterback exchange was not that good. That they they were some really bad snaps by Dieter Iceland. I don't know if that's the reason why he hasn't been making the field. But I can tell you right now, it's an emphasis from football coaches. They get after it with that. And just if you really think about it, just imagine the uh, centers over there in their part of the pr practice field working on the speed it takes you to exchange that ball from the ground up to the quarterback and getting yourself in position to uh, be a blocker. That takes a skill and it takes a certain amount of speed to be able to do that. And I've seen guys struggle with that many a times on the college level. And I'm sure it still happens on the pro level. And I noticed that when I was watching Dieter, his uh, center to quarterback exchange was a little poor and he was just trying to hurry up and get to the block before the block can get to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That makes sense to anybody. And center is, uh, you have to be intelligent as well. You know, you're calling out the defense, you're calling out the schemes. Uh, so besides just having to do the physical part of the game, you also have a big mental part of it. So it's not an easy position to play. I agree, man. I want First, I want to say, Raging Oracle, it's great to see you back in chat. Thanks for joining us. Um, I agree with you guys. Uh, so I, I think we all can say that Dieter is a rose, right? I think so. Sure, right now. Yeah. He's somebody you're going to at least bring back. Got to see more from him. Right. But definitely going to bring him back. If if uh, if Doug Kramer comes back healthy and improved, then Dieter Iceland could be kind of wishy-washy out there. If who does? Doug, Doug Kramer. Kramer. Yeah, right, right. Rookie. But let me ask you guys this. Does that make center a position that's going to be looked at in free agency or draft? I, I don't think so. I think um, I'm not saying that they won't go and draft. I doubt it, man. I think unless, unless there's something going on with Lucas Patrick that we don't know about injury-wise, if they're skeptical about him being able to be a, a full-time starter with his health and any of that, if there's any questions about Lucas Patrick, then yes, they'll probably go up, go looking for a center. If they don't have any questions about, and it's all centered around whether they think 
Lucas Patrick and come back healthy and, and present next year, why would you look at another? Why would you look at center? Right. We'll, have to, wait till, we'll, we'll have, have to wait till we'll have to wait till I get to my twenty up. have to wait till I get to my twenty twenty three Chicago Bears starting lineup for my answer to that one. <laughs> um, uh, I was just going to say that uh, we were talking about Dieter Iceland, right? Because I lost my track watching people in chat. I apologize. Uh, he's definitely a rose. Moving on to the next free agent, Kari Blazengame. I mean, has he been noticeable to you guys this year? Is he worth – is there – do you, like, look for another free agent fullback? Do you draft one? Do you re-sign this guy because he's been solid, because you haven't even noticed he was in there or not, basically, you know, enough? Well, he's not – you don't hear the announcers talking about him like they do about the, the San Francisco uh, fullback, for instance. So. Right. He's serviceable, but I was hoping for more from him. I wanted to see him get out there and flatten guys and have the running backs run through big truck size holes. Mm-hmm. So I give him a rose unless somebody better comes along. Mm-hmm. No, man. I'll go back to the key words. Can we improve? I think so. And uh, does, does that mean he hasn't done an, a, a good job? I believe he has been. Everything I've seen on on tape checks out for me. But can we improve? Can we find the guy that they can bring more to the table than Kyrie Blasting Game? I'm sure. So if that's the way coaches are going to look at. So would you say he's someone that you would resign? Because, you know, we have to go into free agency before we go into the draft. So is it something that you would say re- basically Rose or Thorne or keep or leave? You know, so, so you would keep him, right? As of, as of right now, I don't see anything out there that I would want to replace him with. So I'm, I'm right. with uh, Raging Oracle. Keep him. Yeah, I'll disagree on that. I agree, too. Moving on to one of your fa- favorite players, Nomad. I know your fondness for Trevon Wesco. So uh, let's just start with you on him. How do you feel? Keep. And mm-hmm. uh, Why? Because we're going to be a run-centric team. I repeat that. We're going to be a run-centric team. He was Mm -hmm. signed to be a nose buster at the tight end position. He's basically a U-back. He could utility back. You can go line him up in line. You take him out. You can slide him back there in the backfield and be a fullback. Mm -hmm. He's valuable. That's that's coaches that that are run-centric. He's a he's a piece, he's a gold nugget. Yes, you keep him. He's a rose. I'll give, I'll give him the rose as well. I, and again, as we're saying with just about every player, he gets the rose until he gets replaced. <laughs> I like it. I, I agree with all of you on that. Um, I know when you, uh, when they first signed Trevon Wesco, I, I know you, you uh, shouting something out there on Twitter about that nomad, and he has, he has proven to be someone that you can keep on this team. And, I mean – compared to the rest that we've had on tight at the tight end position besides Colt Komet. So definitely I'm going to keep him. And as we said, these are not positions that you can't look to upgrade. So it's just a matter of like, who are we going through this list and who do we keep, you know, because some of them you, you're not going to. All right. So let's get it. Let's get down to uh, Mike 
Pinnell. What do you guys think about Mike Pinnell this year? Keep or leave? So you, Cliff. It's it's hard to say. I you know the entire defensive line has been underwhelming all year, and I am hoping the Bears make a very strong effort to improve at every position on that line, and that mm -hmm. would mean that they would only be keeping a you know two or three of them. Mm-hmm. So, so Mark. You know, I I mean, he just hasn't done that much this year. He, no, nothing nothing special. You know, how many how many sacks does he have? You happen to have that in front of you? Does he have any? Oh my goodness! I, what the whole team has? What like what thirteen? And the whole team got half a sack. Let me, let me pull this out while I just look this up. Yeah, <laughs> the whole team. Like, uh, where are we looking at? ChicagoBears.com. <laughs> While you're doing that, let me let me let me throw this in there. Again, I'm always looking through the eyes of the coaches when we're talking about stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Can can you improve? Yes. Here's another caveat. They're looking for Grover Stewart from the Indianapolis Colts, number 90. They're looking for that guy. Grover Stewart is a not only is he a run stuffer, but he's a penetrator. He will draw that double team and and force at times when he's in that game and forced to force Buckner to get that one-on-one -on -one matchup. Or if they decide they want to, you know, double team to force Buckner, Grover Stewart gets that one-on-one -on -one matchup and he has a skill set to be able to penetrate and make a play. Mike Pinnell, I'm not sure has that. He's shown me this year that no, I don't I, I think they they can improve and I don't think he makes the roster. 16 Zach. 16 Fucking sacks, guys. It's crazy. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. That's that's actually common. All I right. I'm I'm changing I'm changing all my votes on every defensive lineman gets a thorn. <laughs> that is bad. Can you imagine what we look like on Madden right now? <laughs> no. Lord. The quarterback okay, on Madden the on Madden, the quarterback just stands back there for a minute and then decides whether or not to throw the ball. Good Lord, man. This 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 might be the worst defensive line I've ever seen in my life. God, I can't wait to get into it's pretty um, bad. I can't wait to get into the kicker after looking at those stats. Okay. So let's go back to uh Bears <laughs> free agents. So Mike Pennell is they a play hard, man. They play their asses off. They just can't make the plays, man. But this does bring me to an interesting – a player that I do like on the team, and we've talked about this too, you know, before, Nomad, Armin Watts. I, I am a fan of Armin Watts. I think if you put – if you give him some talent around him, it's going to bring out his best. And for, for me personally, not to go out of order, but I'll let you go, Nomad. I, I, I think we should keep Armin Watts. He's a rose for me. Definitely, definitely a solid rotational piece. Um, if you looked when, when uh, Mike Zimmer was still there in Minnesota and he was rotating in a, in a 4-3 defense, he was productive as hell. But he had a lot more talent around him than what he has here. And, you know, and also they have him playing sort of out of position. He's playing that that Grover Stewart role of, you know, the big the big meaty guy in the middle that's supposed to absorb the double teams while the three-tech goes one-on-one -on -one. that's the way it's designed to go and that's mm -hmm. out of position for him mm -hmm. and so given that 
I definitely think if he could be in a position to play more three tech and less one, I think he could be a lot more uh, effective for us in this defense with more talent around him. So I, I give him a rose. I, I agree with Steve Watts or with Steve S there uh, that Watts is a, a solid rotational guy. Go ahead, Cliff. I like Watts better than I like some of the other guys. Right. <laughs> That's it, huh? <laughs> I, you know, what, what do you want me to say? Enough, I, enough said. Enough said. <laughs> Well, once again, when we get to my 2023 Chicago Bears roster, you will see. We're all waiting for the – I like Watts better than some of the other guys. Like, well, I mean – Here it comes. He's about to go off. Oh, he's done. Watts is uh, – if you watch the tape close enough, which I do, man, he's, he's getting – you're talking about some of it, like Dominique Robinson getting real close to being and making those plays, making those sacks. He's make he's starting to really really turn up. He's trending up definitely in the last three weeks. I've I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been noticing that a lot too. Making you know all twenty two films and stuff, and I, I I've noticed the players that have been standing out. And Watts is one of those guys too that he's done enough to stick around on the team. Let's see what he can do next year if we can put someone next to him that's a beast. Um, <laughs> Angelo Blackson. Uh, not as good as what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're they're all backups. Then you know you have not shown me one starter yet. Uh, nope. I, I'm getting rid. No, I'm getting rid of Blackson. He's done. Blackson. Blackson is as disappointing to me almost as Travis Gibson. I was expecting a lot more because he's just. If you look at him, he's a perfect size and and weight to to be a dominant three tech he's just i don't know if his uh i don't know if his skill set is lacking and he just can't get off block i don't know what it is i can't really call it but i was expecting a lot maybe you got a nagging ass wife at home like fucks up his day you know you never know everyone has different problems in life right (laughs) who knows man yeah might be sleeping around or something who knows exactly yeah i'm I'm going to have to thorn him. And, uh, you know, he's 30. Uh, he makes $2.75 million. That's definitely Okay, so I, I think we're at, uh, a, at a consensus here that um, we need defensive tackle and defensive end, right? Okay, let's just move on from there because we need to get into free agency and the draft after that. I mean, Jesus Christ. This, this is one of the worst – Defensive fronts that we've seen from a Bears team in a while, isn't it? It's just terrible. It's the weakest spot on the Bears team. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're getting into this is kind of an interesting one here. Taco Charlton. I'm just going to say I'll give it to you the the floor to you next on uh, Nomad, but I, I think that I was very excited to find when they signed Taco Charlton, and I haven't seen really enough of him this season to say that he's been worthy of getting rid of. Um, so for me, I'm going to say he's a, a rose. Someone you can keep a rose. Go ahead, Nomad. Who are we talking about, Taco? Taco. Steve, Steve just asked me a question there. 
uh, I, I guess we can come back to it a little bit later unless you want me to quickly answer it. Go ahead. You can answer that question. Sure. What was the question? Um, I don't think I don't think he is for these coaches in this four three, just because um, I heard Eberflus and and I noticed it when he said it. He said if you look back at you know teams he's coached defenses that he's coached, he preferred the uh, his defensive ends to be in the 280, 290 range because he likes how they set edges in the run game. In that way, of, at that way of thinking, does uh, Will Anderson fit that mold? I would say no right now unless they thinking otherwise and changing things just because they get Will Anderson, but he doesn't fit that profile. Does he fit, like, could he, if they adapted, could he be more of, like, the Indianapolis Colts defensive end uh, during that Super Bowl run when they beat us? Who the fuck was, what was his name? Um, uh, I can't explain Dwight Freeney. Could he be more of a Dwight Freeney role in this defensive line as a, oh, as a defensive end? That's why all these coaches are different, man, and their preferences at these positions are different. That was Tony so, Dungy. That was Tony Dungy in the 4-3. And could it be he, possible that, that uh, Poles would just go he, – he would pull a surprise on Eberflus like he like uh, pasted on Fox with the quarterback and go – Oh, absolutely not. No. I'm, I'm going to give you a Will Anderson right now, and let's see what you can do with him at defensive end. Because I, secretly, no. I think that you can do this, but you you just don't want to do it. But you'll be able to. No, what I like about I wouldn't do that. What I like about Anderson is he starts outside, and then he finds the gaps. You know, so I mean, he may rush, he may bull rush straight ahead, he may go uh, inside of the tackle, he may go past the center. But he's very good at finding the gap to get to the quarterback. So, mm -hmm. you know, even we'll even get in into that three, in a moment. That's coming up soon. Let's just finish with Taco. What do you guys think of Taco Charlton? <laughs> I, I don't think he. I think he's. I think he's played okay, but he's bounced around from team to team, and you know, I'm not. That doesn't mean he's a bad football player at all. He's just. Uh, can we improve there? Yes, we can. Is he warranted to be able to come back and and, and come to camp and, and challenge for at least a backup spot? I think so. Will he make the team? Who knows? Okay, so that's a rose, right? So far, yeah. Well, okay. I agree with Nomad on that. You know, I mean, basically all these guys, it's the same thing for pretty much all of them. You know, they, they stay for now because the Bears don't have anything better at the moment, but I think the Bears will have better players and at least half these guys will be gone. And this goes this goes back to, like, the previous players that are on the defensive line that we've just been talking about. It's like they're all replaceable, but, you know, you want to bring them back just to see if they're not. You know, maybe their experience in, in this scheme in a second season will make one of them better, and then maybe you can – you know, through free agency and the draft, as we'll get into, maybe you can upgrade there a little bit. Uh, Dane Cruikshank. I mean, fuck. I, I expected a lot more out of that guy, to be honest with you guys. Um, to me, uh, if, if I'm just going to jump off the books and say, I'm going to say he's a – just get rid of him. Thor. Go ahead, though, man. He, he definitely or hasn't stepped out. Yeah, he yeah. hasn't stepped out at all. Uh, you know, he was hurt for some time, so 
you know, one, once again, I expect the Bears can do better. The talent is there. Dane Crookshake has the talent to be a high-level, uh, strong safety in this league, whether it be a starter or a backup. He has the talent. He cannot get off of IR. You know, mm-hmm. if you can't be healthy, your best availability – I mean, your best ability is availability, and he hasn't been available, and that's right. going to probably warn him to end up back on the waiver wire. Thorn. Oh, I like what Steve says. Steve S says draft Brown from the strong safety from Illinois in the six or seven. Actually, yeah. Foose likes those those short, stout, you know, really tough in the run game type of safeties. I can imagine that. Mm-hmm. I have a buddy that said. Uh, Draft so-and-so in the first round and then draft the entire Illini team from there on out. <laughs> because they got a good they got a bunch they got of some good shit players. going on there. Yeah, exactly. Be fun if we did this year. Um so I, I think we all have have, have uh Dane Cruikshank as a thorn, right? Like re- replaceable. Yeah. So that means a uh, position of need. Right, which would, he's labeled as a cornerback, but he's more of a safety, right? So that could be someone on the team. So we'll get into that later. Uh, so Justin Lane, cornerback. I mean, yeah, let's, yeah, replaceable. Let's get to the. Wait, you want to say something? No, we don't even know what he looks like. He hasn't. Exactly. Second. I, I was going to say Justin. Who? Josh Blackwell. Anybody? Justin no. Keeper. Keeper. Okay. Josh Beckwell, keeper? Definitely. Yeah, he was uh in that Packers game, wasn't he? Man, he 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 put he played his ass off. Mm-hmm. If that's gonna Hello? be what you're gonna give me, I wanna see him top that. I wanna see him play and duplicate that. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, agree. I'll agree I'll agree with that based on uh what I've seen of him playing, but I'd like to see a lot more before making a final decision. And he's a rookie too, if I'm right, right? Or am I wrong? Twenty-three. Okay, this gets us to the final name on this free agency list, which is the most Thank God. controversial Shitty. of them all. Shitty Sam. <laughs> Come on, guys! Come on, show your love or your hate for Sam fucking Mustafer. I want to know what you guys say in chat. I want to know what you guys think. I'm going to go last. You guys, but, but let's go. Nomad, you go first, man. First of all, Steve Hill, yeah, I love uh, Witherspoon, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. He's bad as fuck, and he he fits this this regime to a T. So, fuck yeah, if we can get him, but we'll get into that later, but Sam Mustafer, hell yeah, he, he deserves to be on this team. He's probably going to be our backup next year because He's he's getting better and better and better. Nobody can deny that. You know, he's he's only been in the league a few years and you know he's he's a big boy playing in the trenches. Sometimes it takes a while, like Cliff said, to gain that grown adult strength. And I think it's slowly coming. Sam Mustafer gets better, seem like every time I see him, he just struggles with a really big D tackle. Somebody like uh Dexter Lawrence, he's gonna push everybody around. So that wasn't just a one off with Sam Mustafer. No, he's pushing everybody to the fuck around. He's just that Cliff, good and strong. Cliff, if I may take your position just so I don't lose my thought. Uh, Sam Mustafer, if he just – because he he, he kind of bragged about 
eating Chicago uh, deep dish pizzas to gain weight. Uh, maybe like the point that he's gotten to now, if he just stops eating the deep dish pizzas and moves on to like the Chicago style hot dogs, you know, add a little more protein and, and uh, uh, fiber to that. It, it might help him, you know, moving forward. Maybe that's what he did. <laughs> Go ahead, Cliff. <laughs> I see him as a backup. You know, I mean, he's, he's a good guy to step in because he's, he can snap the ball. He's good with the signals. I just don't think that he has the strength or the technique to keep defensive tackles away from the quarterback. I, I think he's going to end up in a Pro Bowl one of these days later on in his career. I really do. Well, they, they nice. discontinued the Pro Bowl, but he could, if he ends up an All-Pro, that would be – Right, right, right. I, mean, I, I, just, I think he's – the way he goes – works at his craft. I listen to a lot of what Olin says about him. And I don't, I don't, I don't, Olin doesn't come across as a guy that would really be over anything for any one guy, not even be, even if it's his guy. I think he just tells you what it is and you either take it or you leave it. I think mm -hmm. this is the way he is, man. And to me, every time I see him say something, I look at it on the field. I'm like, oh, Olin kind of knows what he's talking about. Sam struggles with power. A lot of centers struggle with power. You know, and other than that, you can't really find a whole lot of fault in this game. Right. I he's, just, he, I remember the times, you know, where there have been several this year where the uh, defensive tackle or an end uh, comes around and goes right past him. And I remember the play where he took out, uh, I think it was Tevin or whoever was next to him. He took out his own guy rather than taking <laughs> out the tackle. Yeah, and I, I remember seeing some plays where he totally dominated his guy too. Oh yeah, and it's it's just it's it's you know it it's so everyone's been so up and down on poor Sam, right? And Olin has been backing him his entire career, like he's his child, Olin Krutz, you know. And it's just all I can say. It's just been very refreshing to see a guy come from uh, a practice squad. Or uh, I'm sorry, an undrafted free agent from Notre Dame in the Big Ten to come to the Bears and play for this team like he grew up a fucking Bears fan. He has put everything that he has in his entire life into this team. And it's been shitty to see the negativity that came from some of his play, but it's been so remarkable and fascinating and exhilarating and fun to watch his progression throughout these years and to see where he's ended up now at you know where we are at this point in the season he is someone you i want to see remain on the bears and i know there's going to be some haters that are going to shit on that but i think you can both agree that this is a guy that we've all rooted for and it's good to see some good come from it you know for him sure you that dude is a fucking survivor. And right. when, he, when this when this regime came in, everybody and their mother was like, Sam would be the first one out of the door. Right. Sam was the last one out of the door. Why? Because that motherfucker struggles and he strives and he works. And whatever he's weak at, he's, he's somewhere working on it. And that, right. as that dude matures and his body matures along with him, along with his skills, I think a whole lot of people are going to eat crow about Sam Mustard for one day. But well, you guys want my honest opinion? 
blah, blah, blah. Great story. Keep Justin's uh, uniform clean. <laughs> Love it, Cliff. You could do a lot worse than Sam Mustafa, brother. And better. All right. All right. Well, we're, we're about to transition into the NFL free agents. And, like, who are some of the players that we just uh, marked off that we're going to need to kind of upgrade at? But, Kitty, let's go ahead and uh, uh, we'll come back after that. Chris Watts, our favorite mate from overseas. It, 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 this is all on me. I, I have it just, I came up with the idea to, to start a GoFundMe for Chris Watts. He lives in Yorkshire, England, and he's a huge Bears fan. We had a nomad, you were there. We had a podcast about how he explained how the, the NFL basically started in Europe because of the 85 Bears. And it kind of gives credit to the Bears as starting the NFL in USA and in Europe, in a way. And him being such a huge fan since, you know, he was our age, you know, he was 10, 11 years old, well, my age, more or less, when he became a fan. And here he is today living in England, and he literally thinks he'll never be able to come here for a game, and I keep th I keep saying he should. And so... I started the GoFundMe for him, and anyone who would like to contribute, even $10, $5 would be amazing because the more people that can do it, we can help get Chris to the U.S. to go to Soldier Field and watch fucking live Bears game in Soldier Field with Bears fans because, because we all know there's nothing more exciting than watching a Bears game in Soldier Field with the fans. Everyone is just so connected. It's just so much fun. So I'll put the link into the description of the show when we're done. And anyone, if a dollar, you know, it, it, it would greatly help out to um, making someone's kind of buck, bucket list dream, I should say, come true. So thank you for contributing if you do. And um, you'll get a special thank you for me if you do. And um, I'm done with that. Moving on. So, Chris, let me give you some advice. Let me tell you what black people do when we need to pay some bills and we need money. <laughs> we get out the pots and pans and we start selling fucking food out the back door. <laughs> Fire up the barbecue grill, put some damn ribs on that motherfucker and some barbecue sauce and sell them. You, you have no idea how humbled he was by this because I started this out of my own uh, fruition. You know, like I it just came up with it. I was like, I was kind of joking with him about it on the first couple of shows. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm just going to do this. And after one show, I just got online at like midnight and did it. And it just, let's see what happens. And we have raised some money so far. So um, any little bit helps. I mean, you know, a couple, if, if, you know, 30 people gave 10 bucks, 
you know, it's that that'd be enough to like, you know, really get it going. And we can, I, I set the amount at $6,000 because I did the conversion rate and all that stuff. And I know it's going to, he might need to, he's going to need a hotel and, you know, uh, tick, uh, money for tickets for the game and food and all that stuff. But if we can just raise at least like 3000 I'm sure we can make it happen because at the very least I can have him stay with some of my family and we can, we'll all be hanging out together. So anything that would, would, would be uh, helpful towards that would be greatly appreciated. So um, moving on. I just love Chris Watson. Baby back ribs and potato salad, Chris. I just love Chris Watson. I want to see him come to a soldier field bears game. It's, it's the most fun that I've ever had. I love going to bears games. And I've been to three of them now this year, and I just I forgot how much fun they were. So anything would be awesome. So let's move on to um, the upcoming free agency class, guys. So this is kind of what you're you've been kind of salivating at the lips for this, Cliff. Uh, like, what do you think about the some of the the, the free agents that are coming out now? And I, I have some stuff to pull up here, so. Whatever you have to offer here. Look, I mean, actually, let me, let me pull up your um, your ideas for this, which is right here. There we go. So it's like your it's, this is like your generic cliff notes of the bye week fourteen on last right, call at Hallis Ball. It's bye week, so I thought what I would do for you guys is put together the twenty twenty three projected Chicago Bears starting roster. So oh. uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but if we uh, quickly go through it, I think you guys will see a playoff-level team that's going to make you all happy. All right. Okay. And, what, all right, we'll start out with the uh, offensive line. Uh, Braxton Jones, you know, great rookie year. He's doing well. I think he's going to turn into a good uh, left tackle in the league. Steal Elton Jenkins from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it will hurt their team. It will help our team. He had three penalties and two sacks allowed in 2021 after coming back from a torn ACL. He can play guard. He can play tackle. Now, getting into the draft, you guys were talking about drafting a center. I like this Jared Patterson kid. I think that the Bears should uh, take him if he's available. Uh, maybe I'd love it in the third round. I don't know if he'll last that long. Uh, 6'4", 307, he's a punisher, plenty of size and power to flatten people in the run game, and good technique in the pass game. Now, the, the downside, he's not as athletic as Bluce might like, but still he's one of the better center prospects in the draft. Then we keep Tevin, uh, and this one's going to be a little controversial. Orlando Brown's probably going to be the highest paid offensive player or offensive lineman in the league after he gets a contract. So let's see if Alex Leatherwood can handle that spot. Cause if he can, it would save the bears 25 million a year. All right. What let's stop it right of, there. I, I, yeah, I want to know what you say, think about you this. Think nomad. Line? Yeah. Nomad you go. Um, what do you want me to tell you? I'll, I'll just talk about this list here. Yeah, love it or hate it. I don't care. You know, everybody's got opinions. I, I don't Oops, hate it. Sorry. I don't hate it. I just don't think it's uh it's that much of a concern as we might like we we want to think it is. Um Jenkins, a very good football player. Uh I haven't scouted out Patterson. 
Um, Orlando Brown, man, I don't know if he's too rich for this situation or not. He's expensive as a motherfucker, man. He's very 25 expensive. mil. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with Alex Sutherwood being there, that's, I think that's what they're doing to avoid to have to go that route for Orlando Brown. I think they're trying to avoid having to pay that big money in free agency at this position, which is why the move for Leatherwood was important. But if somehow Leatherwood doesn't pan out in these next few games and he doesn't look so good, then I guess we get back to that that RT position, man. And who knows, man? But I, I just don't think we have that much of a problem at guard and center. I just don't. I'm going to say, Cliff, I think this is a very um, interesting combination that you've come up with because I I don't see center or left guard being replaced. I, I, I don't. I mean, I think that what you have there on, on paper there is correct um, as far as left tackle and right guard. But for you to have like basically a complete overhaul over the other three positions is pretty fucking uh, like wow, bro. You're, Shorty, so you're thinking just, Shorty, you're thinking they're just, just gonna dive in into free agency, right? Just wait until we get further into this. It's gonna be controversial. <laughs> okay, well this is getting interesting because free agency comes before draft. So without free agency, you can't have the draft discussion. So. Wow, you really okay? Okay, all right. Well, let's move on to wide receivers. All right, then, WRs, wide receivers. All right, we're keeping Mooney. We're as starters. These are starters. We're keeping Mooney and Claypool, and then we're drafting Jalen Hyatt. Uh, let's see, he is out of Tennessee. Uh, he played Alabama. He scored two hundred. He ran for two hundred and seven yards. Scored five touchdowns against Alabama. Hmm. Uh, and he's okay. probably going to be available third, fourth round. You know, maybe not, but I mean, it's a possibility. Third round, I think there's a chance. Uh, he's quick. Jalen Hyatt, on. huh? Pardon? Jalen Hyatt, huh? Uh, yeah, Jalen Jalen uh, Hyatt, correct. Okay, okay. Yeah, you happen to have a clip on him? I'm going to pull it up. Go ahead. His, his clips are his clips are fun. He gets past the defenders. He uh, outruns people. He scoots between people. He would be a touchdown threat for Justin every single play. Let me let me let me help you out here, Cliff, because uh, I've been studying him a lot lately, and there's some, there's some interesting things. I'm gonna Jalen Hyatt is if you if you heard any through line between polls. And uh, Eberflus, when they discuss, you know, player acquisitions and people they're looking for, one thing you keep hearing is we're looking for guys that can make explosive plays. And he is right. probably the most explosive receiver in the draft. I, to me, I, I think he's and he's and what I like about him the most is he's a hands catcher. He's not one of those receivers that like like the guy uh, uh, from uh, TCU. This is the only thing I don't like about him is he's he's got average speed and he and he body catches. He's got he's got a DeAndre Hopkins type of body and skill set, but he catches DeAndre. Can, is I, all can I can I can I interrupt you really quick, Nomad? While while you're talking, I I'm gonna just try something new here. I'm going to play 
this uh, stream from Just Bombs Productions, which is, I'm going to give them credit for it and see if this works. Let's see if we get pulled from YouTube for this. So this is uh, Just Bombs Productions. And this just, is just his, bombs does a nice idea. Oh, I mean, they do. A, they do a fucking great job. Show. And yeah, so yeah. I, I'm happy to I'll put the link in the description for this as well. Just to give them credit for this, because I, I don't know. I've never done this before. We're going to see what, what happens tonight. And and I'm going to take a leak while I play this and you talk about him. Nomad. I'll be right back. All I know is that that dude is uh, when you're talking about explosion and you need a, a pure playmaker. At the at a pure wideout as a playmaker, he's the guy. Everybody's talking about uh, what's the guy's name from TCU and Jackson Smith and Jigba. This dude right here is the guy. If you want, if you want to, and he's a great deep ball tracker. And Justin is a great deep ball thrower. Right. And so every I right. like everything about him. And they, they say he's slow, but look at him run away from people. Who here. said that? Hey, four four. They're saying, man, get. Look at all you gotta do is look at his game speed, and you tell me that's slow. You crazy? Yeah, exactly. The game speed is definitely up there. I mean, he is absolutely. I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna rip it up. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched several receivers today to try to pick one for the Bears, and you know, I've looked at his stuff before, but he's far and away. I don't know why he's not a definite first round pick. I'm not sure. Because people don't know what the hell they're talking about, man. This dude, this to me would be would make up for us not being able to get who I thought the most explosive uh, receiver in the draft was last year was Jamison Williams. This dude is that. All he does is make explosive plays. Yeah, so I would not mind at all if he drops to the Bears. Man, dude. Look at that. If Justin Fields could hit that pass. Here's the thing. They are going to... Um, I think the team is going to take care of needs, most of the needs in free agency. They, they got that money for that. And once you get into the draft, you have the ability to be able to pick the best player available. Sure. If, he, if they see him the way we see him, he's going to be up there at the top, around the top, yeah. at least. Now, would you use the Bears' second-round pick to get him? Second round? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely, a second round. Not the first round. No, first, I, you know, I, you really need to t probably take a defensive uh, lineman with the first, unless they, uh, unless they drop down, straight the down. Th the thing about that is not knowing what they're going to get in free agency. In, in free agency, we can have a whole lot better conversation about this afterwards because we'll know exactly what the needs are. I mean, what the what they were able to take care of in free agency and what's left on the board for them to get. Have we seen right. enough of this kid? Hey, you're missing some good stuff here, Shorty. This kid's look probably look amazing, look right? Look oh, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Just Bombs Productions, for your awesome video feed. I hope that you're allowing us to play on this right now. <laughs> we haven't been kicked off yet, so we're good. <laughs> I, watch I, I, of, I watch a I lot. I watch a lot. I it down. Dude, no, Just Bombs Productions is fucking amazing. So I don't want to get – I'm sure he'd be okay with it, but I think you guys have seen enough while I took a leak, right? I, I, yeah, sure. I watch a lot of Just Bombs videos. They're really so do good. I. It's like one of my favorites. So, yeah, thank you for that, Just Bombs. We'll put that description, the link that the, the link to that description in the, or in the, in the description for this show. 
So you get some credit for that. I, I hopefully yeah, check, we're okay check them that. out, guys. If you if you haven't seen them already, check them out. Watch him. Watch him closely, man. Watch how he catches with his hands. Sure, catcher. Mm-hmm. So think okay, about so, look at look at the wide receivers right there, the starters: Mooney, Claypool, Jalen Hyatt. That's not a bad group. Mm-hmm. All right, now I believe it from what I from what I just witnessed taking a leak. Looks like a great receiver. Yes, yes. <laughs> and well, no man and I both like him. All right, now here's, well, I'm, here's I'm going to go under consensus. I believe you guys. Yeah. All right, here's the here's the next surprise. We're, we're uh, stealing Dalton Schultz from Dallas, and we're going to have Cole Komet and Dalton Schultz as our tight ends. Oh. Uh, now, Schultz was franchised last season. Dallas, I don't think they're planning to keep him. They drafted a rookie. Uh you know, that they've been bringing along. So I think they're willing to let Schultz go whether than pay him $14 million or, you know, top tight end money. So he may be out there, and Bears can afford $14 million. I'm, I'm kind of on board with some of the – the offensive line I'm not sure about, but I like the Dalton Schultz idea there. And as you, like, start transitioning into running back, Kareem Hunt – I, all right, That's sorry, a very Monty. Fascinating idea. Hold on. I love you, Monty, but Kareem Hunt wouldn't be that much more money, and he brings more to the game. Before Hold you on. Get, before you get Thank off you. of before Don't you know, get off man, of yeah. Dalton Schultz, before you get off Dalton Schultz, just a little challenge for you, Cliff. Check him out and see how well he is. He does in the blocking game because you know that's what these coaches are going to be looking at. Yeah, is he a good blocker? You know, because if he can yeah. be a great receiving tight end, but if he's not a good blocker, you can cancel him. I, I, I want to ask you guys. does a good job all around. Before we get, move on, just what do you guys rate Cole Komet compared to uh, Kittle, George Kittle? Not in the same class. Kittle, Kittle, Kittle's much better, but Komet stays on the field more. But isn't – isn't exactly. But isn't Komet just as good of a blocker? Komet's an elite blocker. I mean, he does – Cole Komet, what Cole Komet doesn't have that Kittle has is dexterity, swivel hips, and the ability to – I mean, uh, uh, that guy pretty much – he runs routes like a receiver. Cole Komet doesn't have that skill set to him. He's, he's more have, like uh, him and guys like uh, the tight end from uh, Baltimore and uh, Jason – I mean, Travis Kelsey – they're in the class all by themselves just because of their hips. Cole Komet is very stiff. He's more in the category of a Gronk. I was I was just going to say that that Kittle is uh, more of a wide receiver. I agree with you completely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but right, it's, a, it's been it's been great to see some of the hands that he had he's had this season. Like a one-hander in, uh, against the Falcons. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on, I want to hear what you have to say about Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, that's right. fascinating to me. Kareem Hunt wants out of Cleveland badly. He does not like playing behind Chubb. You know, he wants to be the starting running back for a team. He's a good runner. He's a good pass catcher. He's a, probably a step up uh, from Montgomery for not much more money. Uh, he would right. be a great, great target for Justin Fields out of the backfield. All right, hold on. I got to pause for a second because this guy wants to fuck Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah, what's Jamar Chase going to cost? 
what, how many what, first what do you talk about Jamar Chase for, Steve? He's a fucking Bengal. He's going to be a Bengal for the rest of his life. Come on. Yes, I. This, you know, when I put this together, what I tried to do was make it affordable enough that the Bears could actually do it, you know, if they can do some good bargaining, and also make it with players that I think there's a chance that they will be in free agency and that the Bears could actually get. So I tried to make this realistic, although I took a little bit of liberty in having some fun because this is a team that would kick some ass. Well, because Steve S. has been, like, blowing Jamar Chase all night, let's just take a moment to go, Jamar Chase is the best wide receiver in the entire fucking NFL. He is – he's better than – he's he's going to end up the – uh, when he retires, he's going to be better than any other receiver that ever played the in the game. Okay, Steve S. Are you good? Okay, he's, moving he's on. Better than he's better than Cooper Cup. He's because better Cooper than Cup Cooper Cup. <laughs> he's better than fucking Randy Moss. How about that, Steve S. He's, I tell you what, he's better than Donner Mooney too. How about that? Hey, right. if the if the Bears right. could get Jamar Chase, he would be on this list. Yeah. Okay. Go go. Go have some Jamar Chase babies, and then we'll come back to the Bears. Okay, moving on. All right, this is the spot that's going to blow everybody's minds when we get into the defensive line here. Now, Jalen Carter's on. fine. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, no man. No, no, I just wanted to uh, that 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 running back thing. Go if you can go back up. Oh, sorry. Listen, I'm I'm probably one of Kareem Hunt's biggest fans. I liked him when they. Drafting him in uh, Kansas City, he had his little problem, but I, I think he is ferocious running the football. However, from what these coaches have put on display as far as what they're looking for, I don't think he's that much of an upgrade from David Montgomery, who I think is the best foot. I mean, the best running back in football right now, and keep and just keeps ascending, is going to be available, and that is Josh Jacobs. He is good at everything. He's one of those guys that when you when you got a nice seven to ten point lead late in the game and you want to salt that game away, that guy's probably averaging four, five, six yards a carry. He gets it fucking done. He's the best in the league right now. I think that's where they go. And he can make explosive play. But does no he pro- fit this offense? Absolutely. He can play in any no, system. I, I have no problem if you want to put Josh Jacobs in there instead of Kareem Hunt. I mainly wanted just to show that an upgrade at the position might be something that would help the Bears out. I mean, you could also put Saquon Barkley in there, you know? I mean, well, I, well, no, I think I think that what you're saying about the upgrade to the position would be something that fits more of that of that uh, the 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 complementary back to Herbert because it is amazing. We all love DM here. We all love money. We, we all can agree on that, but I think we can all agree that there's just something that doesn't fit with this offense. There's something different that's, that has been going on this season that we have seen in years past. Although we have seen some amazing runs, some amazing, the Patriots game. I can't stop talking about it. The little wormhole run they did. There was a three yard loss. It turned into an eight yard gain. It was like 11 yard total fucking gain. I mean, it, I love Monty, but when you're talking about the – if you're being um, pragmatic and you're trying to talk about the Bears, what fits this team, I'm not sure DM does. Monty does. So Kareem Hunt, 
definitely would have that kind of. But is he too old? And so now you get into like I, we can kind of get into that in a minute. But for what I'm going to say is like fuck signing a running back. There's no signing a running back for me if I'm the general manager. So okay, well this is this is mainly it's just for fun, you know. Right. So I'm 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 showing you guys a team I think would easily make the playoffs and perhaps go further. I love it, Cliff. I love it. You can Keep make, going. I mean, you can make any changes you want to it. You know, if you guys want to modify it or disagree, no problem. Or how right, about this, Cliff? How, how, how about this, Cliff? If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, of course, I think this is the best one out there. But, yeah, whatever. Uh, okay. Now, if you notice, look at these so four. Uh, look at these four <laughs> defensive linemen. None of them are on the Bears right now. None of them. <laughs> right. Their entire – I am replacing their entire defensive line. I'm starting mm-hmm. off with Will Anderson for reasons I told you before. Uh, I like his moves to find the holes. I don't mm-hmm. see too many players that can do that, and he seems to do it all the time. So, I, I you know, and, and plus the guy can bull rush. He can – he's got a lot of talent. And if you wanted to put uh, uh, the other guy, uh, Jalen Carter, if you wanted to put him in there, that's fine, too. You just have to switch a couple of spots around. All right, now, Puna Ford uh, from Seattle, 53 tackles, two sacks, 15 quarterback pressures in 2021. He's an underrated interior lineman. Maybe he could shine on the Bears. Uh, Darren Payne. A lot of people know Darren Payne. A lot of people want Darren Payne. So you don't have to say much about the guy. He'd be someone you could build the whole defensive line around. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Yannick Nagakwi, or I, I, I'm butchering it, I know. But he's Sounds consistent. He's never had less than eight sacks in a season. Never. So there's your defensive line for the 2023 Chicago Bears. You guys and this agree, is just, disagree? This is, this is just a, the cliff note speculation of what he would like to see happen this year. I, it's been very interesting to talk about. I would like to know your thoughts on this DL Nomad. If if you could, the guy that I would, the more the most likely guy to end up in a uniform here is probably unique in Dockway. And he's worth the money. Whatever that whatever he's asking for, he fits the system. He's in a system now over in Indy and he gets he's hella productive. Um, I'm not saying that none of these other guys, because I'm not shitting on these other guys. I like all of them. I just don't think uh, – I think Yannick Ndokwe is definitely, I would say, trending towards being a Chicago Bear more than any of them because they, they can always franchise De'Ron Payne. I don't think – be honest with you, I don't think Seattle's crazy enough to let Puna Ford out of there. And mm-hmm. Will Anderson, sure. based on the measure – based on what I've seen out of Eberflus defense, he doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Well, I, again, I, go ahead, Jordan. Go ahead. No, you finish up, Cliff. Uh, I, I was going to say you could put Jalen Carter in there too if you prefer that. Oh no, yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a good thought. I just I don't see him. I think he's more of a three-four uh, outside linebacker than he is an edge. I I I I'm going to agree with you on that, Nomad. I think that Will Anderson. I mean. There's a lot of people that think he's a transcendal talent that he can play defensive end or outside linebacker, no matter what the scheme. Um, but I just personally think that 
when you look at last season compared to what he's been doing this season, when you've seen college teams, I'm talking about college teams pick up on what he's been doing and they've been able to kind of like, you know, obviously you're not going to be able to match what he did last year. It's kind of like expecting the same thing from, you know, uh, Robert Quinn this year, you know, you're not going to expect 18 and a half sacks again, but you know, I don't know. I, I I don't. I agree with you in that aspect, Nomad. That I don't think that he fits the four-three defensive end scheme, unless you're looking at someone who's more on the mold, like we talked about earlier, the the, the guy from from Indy when we played him in the Super Bowl. Um, fuck, what the hell's his name? The guy, Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney. Thank you. But I don't think he fits that mold of Iberflus either, unless he wants to change his mind frame and go well, what can I do with this guy? You know, but I don't, I'm not sure if I see that. I could see them trading down if it came to that pick because they could go into someone like you mentioned, and I've been doing a lot of research on him too, is Trenton Simpson, who could play anything from defensive end to fucking strong safety. You know, if, if you can trade down and get some players like that in the draft, I, I mean, there's sure. so much to talk about with that. But I, I will say that by finishing up, I do love Deron Payne there. And Yannick Ngokwe's would be uh, either of them. Good job with that, Cliff. Go ahead. Here, scroll, scroll a little bit more, Shorty, and see who's there. Was, oh, sorry. Here we go. I was going to say, your, there's, anybody that likes uh, Will Anderson, I challenge you right here, right now, today. Put on five minutes of Trenton Simpson tape. I guarantee you forget what his fucking name is. Right. Well, there, there yeah, he is. You'll be, linebacker. You'll, be, you'll, you'll be thinking it's worth a trade down for if you can still get someone like that, for sure. <laughs> and that's another possibility. Trenton Simpson is going to be taken substantially lower than Will Anderson will. If right. the Bears do trade down, maybe they end up with a couple of these guys by doing so, but they don't get Will mm-hmm. Anderson. So mm-hmm. I love Trenton Simpson, too. The guy does everything. All right, so I missed your entire second page of this. So linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> so all right. So anyways, you know Nicole Nicholas Morrow, Jack Sanborn. I think they're both going to be there starting next year. The way things look. And you said and Trenton, Trenton Simpson. Simpson. Yeah. So wait a second. Hold on. Let's go back up. How did you get Trent, Trenton Simpson on this team? Who? Because I was hoping to take him either with uh, a trade. Or with him dropping into the second. Okay, okay. I like it. I like your thoughts, Cliff. And again, is this reality? Who knows? No, it's just your fucking thoughts. It's, it's a friggin' bye week, you know? This is taking up our <laughs> time. Having We're having fun, fun man. with it. Exactly. <laughs> I liked how you said Nicholas Morrow, Jack Sanborn, and Trenton Simpson, though, because I'll, I'd be happy with that linebacker core going into the next season, for sure. I mean, uh, Nicholas Morrow hasn't – he hasn't uh, – there's nothing that's been unimpressive to me. Um, he, he's kind of been just solid, you know. And, I, you know, that he was a rose in that case or a keep. And Jack Sanborn, I mean, he fucking sucks, right? He can't guard a – he can't guard a <laughs> – a rabbit out of a hole, right? <laughs> but you put him at Mike. And he does pretty goddamn well. If you could throw in some Trent, Trenton Simpson in there, oh boy. He 
He completes that linebacker group. Yeah. All right. And then, we, of course, we keep Jackson. We keep Brisker. You know, maybe later in the draft. Wait a second. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Jaquan Brisker fucking sucks. Yeah. I got to disagree with you. Nothing. I got nothing for anybody. All right. No, Nomad, nothing? Nah, man. I ain't touching this. He's, he's, I mean, he's got, I like his list, man. I do, Cliff. I'm not. You guys, you guys all know I'm kidding, huh? This is, this is a Thanks, nice no, looking list. It is a nice list. In fact, Cliff was very, he was like, you're going to like this list when he, he I was went, enthusiastic about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you were very excited about it, weren't you? Well, I started, I started doing it just like, well, what could I talk about this week? And I started doing it, and I'm like, oh, man, I like this. This is cool. You know, I like these guys. I mean, look, look at I have, the team. I have all this fucking, uh, uh, all of this um, uh, fantasy football knowledge going on. I'm going to put it to some use here. Exactly, <laughs> yes. I, I, I got a buy in my fantasy football. <laughs> because so, so I got a bye week there, too. So I had the time to do it. Uh, here, just to finish it up, uh, Jalen stays, Kyler stays, and then we take Emmanuel Mosley, who I was talking uh, before the show to Nomad about. He's coming off an ACL, which is the only downside. But I put him on here because by this point, the Bears were running out of money. And I figure uh, Mosley may be cheaper because of the ACL, and he got it last October. So hopefully he will be returning now it's nine to twelve months before they could players could start playing again, and then probably another couple months until they, you know, start to play more like their normal selves. So hopefully, Excellent. sometime next year. Excellent thoughts, Cliff. I just no want. I just want to bring attention to something, and this is this is all fun. We just basically fucking around, and our dream scenario of what we think might happen is fun. But just take your, take your mind back to one of the first things Ryan Pohl said when he got here. He said these words. We are going to build this team through the what? Draft. Draft. Exactly. They're going to, they're going to, these are going to be, a, they are going to be drafters. They're not going to get out there and get willy-nilly in free agency and go spend a boatload of money on, you know, players and positions that we think they are weak at they think they're stronger in certain positions than we think right and so i think they're they're gonna they're gonna value and emphasize drafting guys and getting them in these some of these mm-hmm. starting roles more than you guys think i think they're gonna spend some money in free agency on up front and d-line a lot i think they're gonna have to but i think they're gonna draft in those same positions and get them backups and i like yeah. what you're saying then because it kind of leads into the next segment of uh they're definitely we can talk about free agent signings so cliff this is a great job about who you think that they were going to you know sign but let's kind of look at some of the positions that they have available in the uh, in the free agents the nfl free agent market and kind of look at the defense here and the defensive line, as it let me, let me pull this up as I'm talking. Uh, wrong, wrong stat. Uh, so you guys, well, let's look at. Uh, you want to look at edge first? Sure. Why not? Let's look, let's look at edge. Okay, so <laughs> this is kind of sad when you look at it. <clears throat> JJ Watt, Robert Whoa. Quinn. You guys, Whoa. you guys want to sign back Robert Quinn as a. 
edge rusher. But this goes down to what you're saying now, Nick. Uh, Nick Gibbna. And Nagakwe. Uh, can you can you make a circle on this on these players? Because I can tell you what the circle here. It's two dudes on here that are in play. Right, right I, away. I can't do a circle, unfortunately. Okay. I'm sorry. Not yet. Two guys are on in play. Not saying that none of these other guys might anybody could be in play, but the guys I think, and I've been studying this shit, is of course Unique and Dockway. And Larry Ogunjobi is still on the table. I believe I'll tell you why. I believe they let him walk in free agency this year because of the injury. And they probably I'm guessing what the conversation was like before he walked out of the door. Hey, if you go to another team and sign a one year contract and you hit free agency again, that money is still on the table. I know it didn't go the way you wanted it, but this money is still on the table. Pittsburgh just don't play. They don't pay guys. He's going to be back on the market. I think he'll be back in the conversation again. Ogan Joby. Quick side note on, 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 on Pittsburgh's contracts. If you guys haven't heard this, I read a big article about this a couple of years ago. They like to sign their players to basically they, they like to front load their contracts so that they pay them all up front. So let's say, let's just make an example of say, so-and-so we're going to give you a four year, $80 million contract. But we're going to give you a $30 million signing bonus this year and a $30 million signing bonus next year. And then for the next two years, we're going to only owe you, you know, $20 million and that, or whatever the difference would be. And then we're going to pay you that in a small amount. And they do that a lot. And, and, and of course, players want that because then they get all their money up front, right? But then they start to perform better than their contract might have been worth. And then when they get into it, they get pissed off because now – they can't renegotiate like Aaron Rodgers every year and go, well, I, well, I, I deserve, well, no, they go, we already paid you for that. And so that's what the, as far as I know, the speculation to be about the contracts with, with Pittsburgh, and I'm, I'm just a fucking idiot. So I'm, I might be wrong. I probably am wrong, but look it up yourself and find out because I think that that's what the deal is. And if you're willing to no- negotiate with that kind of a team in that manner, it might, you know, a lot of people might be happy with it. Fuck it, give me all my money up front. You know? I don't know, man. I, I just think I just try to imagine what that those conversations were like with him before he walked out of the door. And he and you heard Ryan Poe say, Hey, the door's not closed on this situation. He said that. And so, I mean, to me it made sense that he went on, went to Pittsburgh and said, Hey, they may have offered him more, but he said he wanted to sign that one year deal prove that he can be healthy and he's playing his ass off right now. And mm-hmm. so to me, if they don't get, if DeForest Buckner doesn't fall to them somehow in this reshaping of the, uh, the uh, indie, uh, indie, indie over there, I think it's gotta be on the table for Ogan Joby. You know, Bears wanted him this year. So it did, but the only difference is he's more healthy and he's one year older. So. I definitely say look at him. So the Bears but, messed up without 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 signing him, right? Was that a well, bad move? No, no I think not it for was that right money, move. not for forty mil. That right. was the right move. You 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 want this money? It'll still be here a year from now. Go somewhere else and show me you can be healthy. Mm-hmm. All right. No, so that's interesting, though, man. It's definitely a possibility. 
But if you look at this list, you know, most of the guys are too old. Uh, they're not going to end up on the Bears. So you got you got Yannick, you got Puna, you got Ogunjobi, and that's really about it. I don't I don't know uh, Farrell. I'm not sure. I don't know that much about him. We can go down the list too if you want. Like there's there's more. You guys know about these guys? Oh, <laughs> no, no, because no, they're defensive linemen, and unless they're stars, you generally don't hear about them. All right, moving on. Okay. It, it's some there's some uh, there's some interesting guys on here. Well, you got Marcus Davenport on there. He's the only one I saw. So let's talk about the the positions that you know. That was one, which was defensive tackle that they're going to be looking for in free agency. But what's what's the next most important? Do you think that they're going to be targeting in free agency? Outside of defensive tackle, yeah, definitely DN. Okay. Uh, um, I the think entire that, D line. Right. So let's look at DN. DN nose tackle. Shit, they're probably looking at um. <clears throat> yeah, DN nose tackle for sure. Back, if, you're, back. if you're in that defense, we need a cornerback. Obviously, you're when you're looking at defensive line, you're talking about the same players and, and you know yeah. in the same way. So it's like it depends on who you consider to be a defensive end in a four three or a defensive end in a three four. And it's like, okay, well, here we are kind of back to the same thing. We can go, let's go to uh defensive tackle. That might change that up a little bit, right? So, who fits the Bears' defensive tackle positions from this group of players here? I love Harfray, but I don't. I don't think Philly's going to let him go. Mm -hmm. Dalvin Tomlinson would be the first nose tackle that would jump off to you. Then you, you he's got, he's got, uh, Flus has got time with Taekwon Lewis. Uh, you know, guys like uh, Sheldon Rankins, who I think is a little bit older now. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of guys there. Naughty, Derek Naughty poses, got, uh, connects with him. So there's, there's big boys. It's just, I think out of all of them, the, the Dalvin Tomlinson is the one that I picture being the Grover Stewart in Indianapolis. And I this kind of brings me back to what you were saying, Cliff, is I kind of agree with what you were saying. Deron Payne and Nagakawe <laughs> works for me, man. I actually so, put a little bit of time into it, you know? I, I know you did. That's why I want to give you a little bit of time to talk about this. Thanks. So Thanks. Um, we're talking about linebacker. We need a linebacker too, right? Definitely. Is that is that something you're going to go into um, – so what we need an outside linebacker. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's update that and see what we have an outside linebacker. Is there any who on this list would you want to sign for? You know to replace um, Nick, Nicholas Morrow or Matthew Adams. Nobody. <laughs> it's just I was waiting on Cliff. That's a, well. That's why I went to the draft. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, you kind of like summarized the whole thing for us, didn't you? <laughs> well, linebacker is a is a 
like a lot like running back is I've said it a million times. It's one of those undervalued positions in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And unless there's a, a linebacker that you see is elite and, and different than everything you see out there, maybe you go in free agency and, and, and hunt that guy. Or if it's a linebacker that you have relationships with that, you know, can upgrade your roster. Like, like say you're uh the guy I know over in Indy right now that's going to hit the market. I forget mm-hmm. his name all the time. Uh, Bobby Okereke. Okariki. So so you could actually see them making a move for that guy just because of he brings continuity to the defense. You don't have to coach him up. He knows exactly what he want, what he needs to be doing day one. But other than that, I think they replenish the linebackers in the draft. Yep, I agree. I can agree with you on that too. So one of the other positions was uh, something that we kind of put as a rose or a thorn that, you know, oh, could be, lost could be sorry, He's could be dead. added. I hit the wrong button. Somebody that – a position that could be added to the team is guard. So what do you think about the list of free agents here on the guard position? I mean – Probably not, right? We're sticking with our own team. We're, the players that we talked about, Jatari Carter, Michael Schofield, obviously Jenkins is a stud. Uh, players that we may be able to move around, like even if um, Leatherwood had to move to guard, he might be able to do that. Are they going to go free agency or draft for guard, do you guys think? I still like uh, Elton Jenkins I think because, he, because we're stealing him from Green Bay. I like that idea a lot. But his injury history is suspect. Where is he on this list? Oh, he's way down there. There you go. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a list, you know. I mean, people put them together. There That's be, true. There will be two guys I would circle on this list of guards. Roger Saffold and Isaac Ciamola. Those would be your two guys. Why? Because... And, and I guess I just go back to um, how they describe how they scout linemen. They like guys with muscle density. And the first person on that list is Roger Saffold. And he's, he's just a really good left guard, like one of the best in the league. And Isaac Siamolu, he's a guy that I'm sure Ian Cunningham is hitting on the table for if he hits free agency. Hey, this guy can play his ass off too, dude. Bring him over here. Mm-hmm. And another guy, but he's. You think not, the Eagles would let him go? I doubt it. He's a starting. A he's yeah. a starting guard right now. They're on a rookie quarterback contract. Still, so. You got Roger Saffold up. Yeah, you were talking about him first, but you're talking about him now, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't see him Sorry. letting him out of there. He's 29 years old, been in the league for seven years. Dudes like him just get better with time, man. Lyman just get better and better and better. Yeah, if you can get someone like that, you definitely grab them. Again, the only problem is uh, does do the Eagles relinquish him to free agency or do they sign him to a contract before that happens? So we'll know a lot more, you know, in – they have a really good problem, and they have two starting left tackles. When the one I've been itching to talk about all night is Andre Dillard. I think if 
if they don't sign him, he's in Chicago. Andre Dillard, yes. Yep. And that's no knock against that's no knock against Braxton Jones, but Braxton Jones has to get a lot stronger than he is right now. Very good offensive lineman, very good upside, but is he going to be able to perform at the A one level? That I I think these guys may be able to make a push if they make the moves. I think they're going to make in the offseason. and you need a sturdy left tackle, and he starts right away. And you actually had me looking at tape on Andre Dillard, who's not even on this list right here, but that's one of those like bargain basement guys you can get that is like under the radar. That yeah, he's a he's a tackle, Jordy. Yeah. That's, oh, I'm sorry, I'm on guard. Fucking A. Thank you, Cliff. Sure. <laughs> I mean most uh, of the most of the really ferocious defensive ends in the league are they come in the shape of a Michael Parsons or a Randy Gregory. You should turn on that Dallas game, Cliff, one of these days when you get a chance. The Eagles against the Cowboys. I think it was 20, might have been last year. And see what he did to them when they lined uh-huh. up on this side. Watch it. Watch what he just destroyed them. Both of them. Yeah, I, I think I saw it. I, I try to watch every uh, Eagles Cowboys game. They're. They're generally pretty good. I mean, I I think that Braxton Jones has played uh, admirably well for a rookie, especially where he came from and his school, his draft position, all that shit. And but when you look at the tape, there's not much. Just truthfully, it takes content creators to make the tape of these kind of players, and there's not much of him. But what I did find was, you're right. The dude can hold his own. Again, it's all, you know, um, highlights that you're watching. But from what I've seen, based on what you're talking about, Nomad, you're right. He has a – he's thicker – we talked about this. He's thicker in the ass, right? Like a, um, a buddy of mine said that, you know, uh, uh, Braxton, Jones, Braxton Jones needs to take off a, a day or two in the in, – in the, upper upper weight management and you know work on his legs you know because <laughs> he, he just needs to focus on anchoring his but you know some people did they're they're shaped like pears and some people are are shaped like upside down pears you know it's like some people get when they, the more weight they put on they get fat at the top and they get skinnier at the bottom and vice versa and, and i've said this before like if, if you get me if i'm fat i'm turning into like a, a pear you know my legs are going to get fat and my ass is going to get fat and I'd be better probably tackle than uh, I would be a guard, you know, if that would come down to the, me being an NFL offensive lineman. And for a lot of these guys, it's the same thing. It's like, where, where are you able to gain the weight at and can you gain it in the right spots to become that, you know, elite at your position? And Braxton Jones as elite as he is in the upper part of his body. Can he, continue to move forward and gain that lower body strength that he needs that we all can see, right? It's kind of an interesting uh, thing when you think like, well, maybe we want to add someone to that mix to just compete with him to see what he has, right? Sure. Well, you want as much competition as possible. I think that Dillard may be what Braxton Jones could become in five years. But Mm -hmm. right now, of course, if you had the choice between the two, you know, Dillard is obviously the the better pick. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, you need something. You need something right now and ready. You you put you put Dillard over there. And you just turn turn your head and walk away. He's ready. So there was another position that we had up here that was uh, safety of a, of something that we might be looking for in the draft. Uh, let me pull this up here. The free agents in safety, uh, safety free agents, and see what we have here. They'll definitely just because one. they'll definitely draft one now, right? Right. But where does that go with you know um, Elijah Hicks? Does that is he someone that might make the team? Because you know we, we only talked about basically starters. So when you're talking about uh, someone like a position like safety, is Elijah Hicks someone that you're going to keep, or you're going to like draft somebody that maybe he could that, that could replace him? So let's pull up this, as you talk about that. Let's pull up the safety position here. They're gonna they they're always looking to bring guys in to compete for mm -hmm. for their jobs. You know, Eddie. I'm not sure if he's going to be re ready week one, but they need to have guys there so that if he's not, you know, we got we need capable guys out there that can play. And so mm -hmm. of course they're gonna they're gonna draft. That doesn't mean uh, Elijah Hicks can't compete and maintain a spot but if he doesn't i mean just as soon as you're here you could be gone if they draft another talented guy you know outperform you so mm -hmm. they're going to keep doing that they're going to keep drafting safeties and and defensive backs uh we definitely need another corner you know so it's going to be competition in, in all positions man so nobody's going to walk out there with a given job but justin so yeah. what would you guys say is the most Going to be like besides the like, I'm sure defensive line will be the most sought after in free agency. But what what do you guys think the most second sought after position on the team will be going into free agency before the draft? I'll go with you, Nomad, first. Outside of defensive line, right? Right. You gotta um, you gotta you you're still in the trenches on the other side. I think they they're missing a core piece on the offensive line, whether it be left tackle or wherever it might be on that line, there's definitely a piece missing on the offensive line, wherever you might think it is. I think that's the next thing and they need to secure the, the trenches. I look at the people that they can't get in the draft. You know, when you're trying to get defensive linemen, you're trying to get top offensive linemen. Those are first round picks. The bears have one first round pick. So they get one, but after that, they have to get it all in free agency. So, so yeah, I, I agree that it's offensive and defense, defensive line and offensive line. Yeah, for a lot of fans, it's probably going to be a pretty boring draft. Like, right? Like, oh, they drafted another offensive line, another another defensive lineman. Remember in two thousand, was it five or six when they drafted uh, uh, Tommy Harris and uh, Henry Melton in the same draft? No, Tank Johnson. Sorry. Uh, Tommy Harris and Tank Johnson in the same draft. It was like, oh, good for you for doubling down on a position that you needed. It was it was amazing to see, and it worked out for them. I, I actually kind of felt similar to the at the time the Redskins when they drafted uh, RG three, and then they drafted Kirk Cousins in the same draft, like in the third <laughs> round. I was like, damn, you need a quarterback, man. You're fucking doubling down. Good for you. 
And so it, if the Bears can do something like that this year where we can see them maybe double down on a defensive tackle or an offensive line, I, I mean, it'll, it'll probably piss a lot of fans off. But it, for the ones that know what this team needs, those are things that this team needs. We need it, it starts in the trenches and it ends in the trenches, period. And can, can I throw this in there real quick? Because all year I've liked Philly. And just because yeah. of all the stuff you're talking about right there. Right. But lately, trending here, here's the idea. They're looking for the uh what San Francisco has going on. And I thought with, with Jimmy G healthy, I think I thought they were the front runner to win the Super Bowl. Because what they can do is they can run the fucking ball against anybody, and what they can do is stop you from running. And that wins you games. That you're gonna win games when you can run the ball on people and stop people from running the ball against you. They weren't doing you couldn't do shit against uh, San Francisco lately. Can't hardly even throw the ball against them. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. So you, you you're damn right. That starts up front. You got to You got to have lean, mean, hungry dudes on the front end of your uh, offense and defensive line. You got to have it. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a really competitive team, your trenches need to be solid. You know, most most fans want skill players. But like Nomad's saying, it's the trenches that win the game. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, it's you looked at the if you look at the the teams of the past with the Bears, they're all they're defensive line driven. No matter what team it's been that's made it to the Super Bowl, it's it's been that. So, I mean, get ready for it, fans. You're not going to be happy with this draft. It's going to be boring, but it's going to help the team in the future. And you just have to look at the facts that that's what they're going to need, and that's what that's what they're going to need, and that's what they're going to do. And just be happy with it. Just would it surprise any of you if they, during the draft, decided to trade, say, Jalen Johnson for extra draft picks? Maybe a little bit, just because he's still young. Oh, that's be so surprised, man. Was one thing. They know and how to draft these, man. Nothing would surprise me out of Ryan Poles as far as it comes to the draft because what he has done is they're kind of some of the things that we all talked about as kids growing up. Like, well, why not? You know, we all kind of talked about, you know, growing up playing, uh, you know, Madden and stuff like that. Well, why did we – we always, as when we were kids, if we uh, won the coin toss, we always uh, wanted to kick off the ball so we could get the ball in the second half, right? And all of a sudden, you see all these head coaches coming into the league, and they're our age now, and everyone's doing that, right? And so they're all kind of taking along the same kind of uh, philosophies that we have all had when we were kids. Like, why don't we trade more in the NFL? And why is it why isn't there more trades like you see all over the other leagues and in, in the in the us and now we're seeing all these nfl trades coming about right and ryan poles came in and did something that we've never really seen as bears fans he traded our number one defensive weapon and khalil mack then he turned that two picks into three and he traded quinn and he traded uh uh, roquat and we've been building towards it's kind of from what we've seen in the last draft going into what we're going into this next season, we're seeing like this 
transformation of Bears management that we've never seen before. So now it's like, what are we going to do in this next draft? Which is kind of the exciting part of like the final thing we can get into, which we can wrap it up soon because there's not much to talk about in the draft because not everyone has declared yet. But it's like, what kind of moves will this guy do moving forward based with what he has been able to do? Turning five picks into 11. I'm done ranting. I'll give it to well, you. Well, the reason why I no said more. it, the reason why I said it is because think about it. And it's really closer to you than you think. Uh, as you get into you starting to push the postseason, unless teams start getting knocked off or they didn't get into the playoffs because of a position or two they felt they were weak at. Right next door to us, Detroit. Detroit can score 45 points against you and lose because the other team scores 46 because their secondary is suspect. And so let's see, let's just say going into the draft, they feel like they need to shore up the other corner or something like that. And they decided, okay, we've been doing well in drafts and let's trade Chicago for uh, Jalen Johnson. We'll give him that pick. Shit like that happens. Well, that the big question is what's polls going to do? We're going to learn a lot about what polls thinks is important in this draft more so than the past draft. And I, I like what you just brought up because I kind of questioned that in a couple of episodes recently that would the Bears trade with the, the Lions? So we all know that the Vikings have been trading with the Lions and they're like best buddies when it comes to trading lately, right? But would the Bears trade with the Lions at this point in time when – we can see what the Lions are building. Do we want to give them more draft capital? I I'm not quite sure. We're taking their draft capital. Or, 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 I, mean, I, should, I should say, give, give, I should, yeah, I was opposite of that. Do we want give to give them, them a, good, a potential Super Bowl team. Exactly. For us to – I'm not sure if they would do that. Well, they're, they're closer to what they think is a uh, Super Bowl winning team, and we need the draft capital. So I don't think they're beholden to that much to a, a defensive back. I think they let him go in a minute to get up there and get some more draft cap. And I, I hate sitting here and sucking Detroit's dick, but I, I, I like what they've been doing lately. And it, it's goddamn, if the Bears could be sitting here after having made some kind of a trade that they could be you know, getting the third or fourth pick in the draft that wasn't even theirs from a team that should be in the playoffs again and the, that won the Super Bowl. I mean, goddamn, fucking Detroit. It really happens, man. It gets real in draft, man. People, those teams get a little desperate and they reach a little too much. I mean, this is the first time we've seen th what? I mean, this has to be the first time we've seen three teams that have two, uh, three, uh, two first round picks in the first round. That that's unprecedented. You you see it occasionally, uh, and as far as trading, and every man, every player has his price. Would I trade Jalen Johnson for a second-round pick? No. Would I trade him for a top first-round pick? That you got to think about. So everybody's got a price. <laughs> I trade. Hey, I trade. I trade Justin Fields for three first-round, top first-round picks. Would you trade? Would you trade? You never live in Chicago ever. How about and, your third pick for Jamar Chase? Hell no. <laughs> I would trade that third pick for Jamar Chase in a second. I would run to the podium. 
Yeah, but they want more than that, I'll tell you that. <laughs> all right, so as I think we kind of all kind of agree on some of the positions that we need to go into the draft, right? We need uh, defensive defensive line help. We need uh, some offensive line help. We need some safety help. We're probably going to draft a running back, right? Um, I would like to see them draft a quarterback, someone with the same skill set as Justin that they can develop behind him as a third stringer. I mean, what does Trevor Simeon have any business doing backing up Justin Fields? They need to kind of follow the Ryan Pace mold. Oh, fuck, I didn't say the other name. I think I don't have to pull up the clip. But Who is that, Matt Nagy? Oh, you fucking asshole. Now I have to go in my fucking little archive and go like this. Jesus Christ. Where are you at? Where are you at, Kitty? I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. Thank you, Kitty. <clears throat> but uh, I, I, if, if they can, if, if they actually started drafting a quarterback here and there, like unlike the past regime said they wanted to, and they could develop one behind Justin, if they can, if they can stockpile some picks here, right? And they use one of those picks to draft someone who has the, the similar skill set to Justin Fields. Maybe that's a person that they can trade in the future to get more draft picks out of. And, you know, that's kind of the draft philosophy that I want to see them moving forward with. Well, that's and, what New England does. Right. So, I mean, moving into the draft, I mean, we're going to need what? A linebacker, a running back, a safety, some offensive line help, defensive line help, right? We can all agree on that. Cornerback. A cornerback, yeah. A cornerback, yes. So what do you want to look at first? Running back? What are you talking about? Free agency or draft? Now let's look at what's what's the first pick do you think they're gonna they're gonna take? Defensive line, right? Let's go into that. Well do you th- oh, go ahead. Is it gonna be Jalen Carter? Will he be there? But let, let, first, let's look at the at, at the draft order. Somehow we lost a fucking uh, a draft pick without playing a game. So, do we? Well, the the first question is: Does Seattle take Jalen Carter? Word is he's falling in the like not falling in the draft, but word is he has character issues. I don't. So, like I hate that. Me too, and. Will the Bears take someone with character issues? I don't think so. Like, like he's twenty years old. Let me see. And when I was twenty, did I have any character issues? Did I get in any fights or anything like underage drinking and shit like that? Character issues? What the fuck are you talking about? Who? I, I forgot who did that. I got a lot of respect for Ty McShay, but that was a Mel Kiper move. Come on, man. You got to be specific or can that shit. Shut the fuck right. up about it. Right. Because it always happens. It happens to black athletes all the time, and I'm sensitive to it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a very well spoken way of saying that. Because what does that mean, right? You gotta, you gotta throw shit on him. Why you gotta do that, man? Right. Might, might cost that man tens of millions of dollars doing that. But there's some people that do, right? Like Lawrence Phillips from Nebraska. I mean, of course, yeah, it's I true. Mean, Times, definitely. Yeah. But uh, do you see him falling in the draft, or or him sticking right there? At uh, if if 
if, if the position remains the same and we're looking at this is let's just say this is a draft order do you think that Seattle is gonna take him with nothing even though they've been high on him and with the second pick because of that or do you think that he might have the potential to follow the draft because of that character do you think in other words is that is that gonna hurt him or help or help him in the draft process I would think teams it's not going to help him. I'm sorry, Cliff. Go ahead, man. I, I would think teams need to do their own research. They're not going to accept any media uh, proclamations on players. No, man. I mean, I mean if he's a – Ty Shea put that out there, and it, that kind of blew me, man. But, you know, you have uh, – uh, you have some guys, like I said, man, character issues. When I was 20, 20 years old in school – Dude, I would have been the definition of character issues. I did all kinds of shit. Running around, tramping around with females, me and my buddies, and we was underage drinking, getting into fights, doing all kinds of crazy shit. But I mean, oh, what shit. are you really saying about a 20-year-old having character issues if you can't be specific? What mm -hmm. is he doing? Trying to murder people on the side? What? What are you right. saying? Well, so, are they saying he's like a Carson Wentz? Because Carson Wentz has proven to be a character issue, er, character issue, right? I mean, he's not a leader. Right. That's a character issue. He, Good he point. He doesn't rally his team around him. They don't want to play with him. I mm -hmm. mean, that's that's a lot. That's a huge character issue if you're going to be a quarterback of a team, right? Mm -hmm. But you never heard none of that. For sure. Yeah. Good point. So well, Carter's definitely a top five pick either way. I don't care what they say. Me either. I totally agree with you on that. So, uh, what do you think is going to happen here? I mean, are they going to? It's kind of hard just to talk about draft, right? Because we we know that there's there's way too much speculation right now. Who's coming out? What's the draft order? Blah blah blah. But let's just kind of end this with. Where do you want to see the rest of this? Because we do have kind of a. a a preview of the uh, the Eagles game to talk about here right now too. So, where do you? I, I kind of want to go around the horn here and see what do you guys want to see happen on these next four games. And I want to start with you, Nomei. Like, do you want to see them win half of them? Do you want to see them win all of them? Like, how many do you think they're going to win? Like, what what the? What's your speculation here? I want I want to see them go out there and make a statement. To the some of these what was uh, the Eagles and I think the Bills next, right? Yeah. Um, I want them to go out there and make a statement and tell them through their play whether you win or lose, like we're here and we're coming. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't give a fuck what the score is at the end, long as they know that we mm -hmm. coming. You see us again, we're gonna be ready. Mm -hmm. I want the Bears to play hard and lose every game. So I want them to look respectable. I want them to look like they're behind the coach, but there's a huge difference between the third pick in the draft and what level of talent you get compared to like the 15th pick in the draft or somewhere in that area. So I, since they have the shot, it's not very often teams get a shot at having a top three pick. And I would like to see them get it, even if it means we lose some games. Uh, I'm going to say this. I 
don't want to see them lose the rest of the games of the season because I think that becomes poisonous to your team when you're moving into the next season if you just lose your final 14 games or 15 games, whatever the fuck it would be. Excuse me. I, I, I want to see... Excuse me. I want to see this team come out and put all their balls on, put all their chips on the table and beat one of these two top teams in this in these next two games, whether it's the Eagles or the or the Bills. Because if we look at well, I, I don't have it up right now because I lost it because I, I had to reset my computer. But if you look at the Eagles following game after the Bears, they play the Cowboys. And that's a division game. We all know what division games mean. They might be looking ahead to the Cowboys. And I don't know, I haven't looked into whether or not that's a primetime game, but I'm assuming it probably is. And that goes a lot. And if it hasn't, if it's not, it should be flexed to it, right? So that goes a long way into the conversation of whether you're going to overlook a team like a three and 10 bears when you're trying to play your, your Packers of your, your division, you know, and you want to, you want to kick their ass on primetime football. I think that the bears have a real honest chance to beat the Eagles in this next game. And I know I'm a fucking Homer. I, I can't help it. Uh, but I feel that if they're going to get a win, here, <laughs> I know I'm ridiculous. It could be the Eagles, like I just said, or it could be uh, the Bills if they lose the Eagles because of that, because they'll, then they'll be th- three and eleven. Or it could be the Lions to upset their season. Or it could be the Vikings because they're sitting their player their players because they're going into the playoffs and their seat is already set and they're like, let's just set our players. So we could easily get two of these next four games, guys. And that would be amazing to me. I, that was a long-winded rant to go on about my my final like hopes for the season, which would be two out of the last four. It's, Nomad, what's your? I think I'm telling you, man. It's all about sending a message at this point in the season. Sending, I mean, especially when you got to imagine being the coach, and you got to imagine being in the position that you're in with a quarterback that's competitive as fuck. Team, this let me let me tell you something. Don't ever let anybody get away with telling you this is a bad team. This is a very good team with very low talent level. They are very good. They play their asses off. And a team like uh Philly walking in here thinking, okay, no, you're gonna come in here, you're gonna be bruised when you come out of here. So, I mean, th- these coaches are trying to send the message. Like mm-hmm. you the you the uh the cream of the crop now, but watch out. Mm-hmm. Today at the today at the press conference, they were talking about uh, winning, losing, draft picks, and they uh, I forget who it was, but it mentioned something about trying to win the games, and the entire audience laughed. <laughs> I know, no, man. Nobody, nobody, nobody's tanking. No, like Steve S says, that's as crazy as eleven and six. Hey, I'll be back. Best like country, a, baby. Best I, I like a win. Hey, I like a win as much as you guys do. You know, hey but... guys. Hey, Chicago versus everybody. 
<laughs> so 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 you would so Steve's gonna be surprised if if they come out of that game and let's say lose by a field goal, I guess. That's what I would, I would like to all. see. I'd I'd like to see the Bears look tough, you know, and maybe have the Eagles win it on a last minute field goal or or you know, miracle play or something. So that mm-hmm. everybody can say, hey, Bears should have won that game. Mm-hmm. That would be fine. You know, but I, I, I'm sorry. I, I hate to say it, but I still want to see the losses. I know it's uh, there's a lot of the fans are split on this, I think. Right. And yep. I, I, I there's points on both sides. You I know. Guys are making good, you guys are making good points. No man's got a good point about strengthening the team character and getting the winning attitude. It's a very good point. I'm, I'm going to add this. Go ahead to fin- finish what you're saying, Cliff. I don't know when the next time the Bears will have a potential top three pick will be. Well, I mean, the last time we saw them have a, a top three pick was the John Fox era, and that was so miserable to watch. You were like, I can't believe we only have the third pick, and then they had to fucking trade up to get Trubisky to get the second pick. What I'm going to say about this is that this team um, – with what they have done so far this season and all the all the losses that have felt like wins until they finally started to feel like losses and now we're kind of like as a fan base getting to this dejected stage where we're like yeah just just lose another one just lose another no i'm saying that as a team it doesn't fucking matter what your draft position is. It doesn't. You know, everyone on, on that team, they want to play their asses off because they all have contracts. They're all playing for their own livelihoods. So nobody's going to tank on the team for their own draft pick next year because half of them won't even be on the fucking team. They're not looking towards that. And so what what you want to see here is, like Nomad said, you want to see the, the development, you want to see the positive the positive the growth moving into the end of the season so that they have something to build on next season. And when it comes to the draft, ultimately none of it matters because you could have the third pick and have a complete fucking bust. You could have the third pick and trade up to the second pick and have a complete fucking bust. We've seen that happen. You can have the fifth pick and draft someone who's a complete bust. You can sit there at 10 and or at seven or whatever and draft Josh Allen or sit there at 10 and draft Patrick Mahomes. There are players to be had all over in the draft and the order of it really only comes down to a very select, very select couple from there on out. It's like, that's why I'm saying top three, just you're, you're playing craps. Mm. So, if, if we can win a couple more games and still end up with the seventh pick or the fifth pick. It, it would be more like the 12th pick. Right. Well, right, right. But even so, or I should say, like, if you don't end up with the third pick and you have the fifth or the seventh or the fifth or the sixth, there still might be a, a team there that wants a Will Levis as a quarterback for their team that's willing to give you two picks and you know, one in this and first round this year, first round next year, maybe another one or whatever it would take what the metrics are for another couple of picks in this draft, but it's still to be had. So just as fans, just stop thinking 
that you need to, in my mind, I'm thinking, just stop, in my opinion, thinking that it all has to be losses because it doesn't. There are plenty of good players to be had at the fifth pick, at the seventh pick, at the tenth pick, and there's plenty of busts to be had at the second and the third and the, and the fourth. So let's just let's just develop this fucking team, try to figure out uh, the passing game even more than, you know, than we have, develop the passing game moving forward in the final games, see what you have for your defensive players moving forward in the future that you're going to keep on this team. I think the offensive line has – I think there's less to be thought about there than most people think. And I think this team moving forward has – I mean, this, God, this is going to be a lot, of talk, a lot of fun to talk about in a few months. I know that much, guys. I'm trying to go off on the long end. And, and that's a good argument for that side of it. Thank I mean, you. I can I can see that side. You know, there, there's good points. You're making good points about it. Now, one thing I might say is, if the Bears had had one more loss a few years ago, they would have Aaron Donald. <laughs> oh shit! I know. I, mean, I, was to, I was about to finish your sentence for you, Cliff. <laughs> arguments on both sides. You know, I mean, who knows? I mean, what are you say no, man? <laughs> everybody's everybody's hemming and hawing about the three tech, and we need to get Jalen Carter. Got to think about it. The minute they got in town and free agency hit, what did they do? Went out in free agency and got the three tech. Even if you got Jalen Carter right now, doesn't mean he's going to be ready to play a starting level in NFL three tech against grown ass men. They're going to do in free agency what everybody's expecting them to do in the draft. They're going to get some of those core pieces in free agency. And so by the time the draft comes around and everybody was all worried about, oh, we can't slide out of the second or third position. No, it ain't, it ain't going to matter. They they, mm-hmm. they will already have taken care of those those core needs. So they're mm-hmm. going to get the best player available. I agree. I think we're – that's about well said for the show, guys. You guys want to wrap this yep. shit up? Yeah, it's, it seems like a good point to do it. We're almost three yeah. hours in. Yeah. I mean, seriously, guys – I appreciate all the work that you guys put into coming on the Bears Country and helping us talk about this. Cliff, I know you put a lot of work into all the all of your your little cliff notes for tonight for the game. So I do appreciate my, my, you my doing that. fantastic cliff notes. Your fucking my, fantastic my cliff little notes. cliff notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I like to I like to hear Nomad's commentary too. He has excellent comments. Yeah. Hey man, I appreciate you, man. I mean, you, you anybody that's willing to put the time in on its own to put that together, man. Hat, tip of the hat to you, brother. Seriously, Cliff. I mean, that's I know I know the work that you put into all that stuff, and your Cliff notes are well appreciated. I know I shouldn't say little. I was, you know, you're it's, right. It's called and it's, it's called it's called OCD. I yeah. started out to just do a quick job, and it always turns into a major project. It turns into a four-hour project. Yes, I get it. Yes. Well, that's called passion, goddammit. That's what that is. I know, I man. Do, that's I, why I, I appreciate it. I do love the Bears. Even though I want them, don't want them to lose, but even though I accept the losing right now, I love them as much as you guys do. We all love the Bears, man. We all love the Bears. Well, so, I think uh, we, we gave some great – uh, differing opinions on this. We did some great coverage on what the 2023 Bears might look like. Uh, so, hey, I think we did a pretty good job tonight of uh, covering some stuff that other channels haven't. I agree. And I, Cliff, I want to thank you for joining us tonight on Last Call at Hallis Hall. 
this is kind of the reboot we've been trying to do. Look out for more of that. Nomad. I mean, it's good. It's great to be talking to you again. Have you back on Bass Country Podcast? We're going to be on uh, Barroom Network on Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Make sure you look out for that. Like and subscribe to that. And then Nomad will be on the Barroom again on Tuesday night with Dan and Aldo. So that'll be a fun watch, too. I'm looking forward to that. I'd rather watch that than talk to myself on Monday. So that'll be a fun show. So uh, you guys, you guys about ready to wrap this up with a after I say it one more time, make sure you like and subscribe and send your notifications to Bear Scripture Podcast. And ready, you guys? One, two, three. Bears. Bears. I have to do this myself now because Kitty stopped producing, so it's going to take me a second to get to this. <laughs> Here's the circle, Bear. Love all you guys for joining us tonight on Bears Country Podcast. We will see you on Monday night.